Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Haven to Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, Robin and I are joined by our friend Mark Humes. Mark is a creator and a designer in the tabletop roleplay gaming space and is the DM for a popular Dungeons and Dragons stream, High Rollers. Mark is also an enthusiastic LARPer and has created some quality content on YouTube about the hobby. Mark plays in the Empire LARP system here in the UK. We discuss the creation of some of his LARP characters, the latest of which being the Enchantress Lady Morrigan Mortaire. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you thumbs up. If you're new here, consider subscribing. If you're listening on your favorite audio platform, leave us a nice review. If you need to get in contact with us, you can do so by email, which is down in the description. And with that all out of the way, let's get into our conversation with Mark. The, the usual first question I ask is how did you how did you get into LARP when you start LARPing? But a lot of people mm. have attributed their finding of Empire LARP and LARPing to yourself and your your, your friends. So I'm interested. The people to know how on you this, found it. when you've had people on here who have cited my my stuff or like people you've met in the field have said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> it's so weird. It, it's so strange because when. Um, I made those videos, the very first kind of like Empire LARP videos that I made and things like that. It was with me and Chris and Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly was just like, nobody cares about this. <laughs> like, we'll do it because I thought it was a fun thing to talk about and they were really excited. And, you know, I, I'd had a couple of people ask me about those videos, yeah. but I was like, this is not going to be good. Like, people aren't going to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's three dudes talking about their nerdy hobby. There's no footage. I was like, there's no footage of the LARP because you can't film there. Yeah. It, at best, we have like some great photos to show it off, but that's kind of it. And I was just like, I'm just not going to be a big deal. And then, yeah, it kind of really, really took off more than I any of us were expecting to. And it is something that a lot of people come up and talk about is like the whole yeah. like, you know, got it to the point where, and I will answer the question. I will answer how I got into LARP in a minute, but like, this is going to happen a lot. I go on tangents. No, it's, so it's cool. just I interrupt. Will, I, will, you're, you're I will facilitate your tangent. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> but it's interesting because, and I'm sure we'll circle back to it, but the videos actually, the amount of people coming up and kind of talking to me about the videos is why I had to stop making the videos. <laughs> yeah. Because it was getting to the point where people were, I, I had young people, you know, who'd never been to LARP before. They don't know the etiquette of it and all that kind of stuff. And we would be in the middle of a battlefield and I'd have some guy come up to me and just be like, Mark, just want to say I love the videos. <laughs> and I'd just yeah. be like, oh, immersion ruined. <laughs> like yeah. I'm in the battle, like, oh, come on, let's go. And then it'd just be like, love the videos, mate, thumbs up. And I'm like, oh, oh please don't do that. <laughs> so no, it no. just got to, the, and you know, it's people don't know, right? Like it was yeah. just like one of those things, but I was like, okay, put a lid on it leave it for a little bit maybe come back to it in the future like i've i feel like i've done enough to bring people into empire you know i've let people know about the hobby now's maybe a good time to have a bit of a break um yeah. but it's amazing how many people still come up and talk about it and like still will kind of yeah come and say like oh you know i i started going to this stuff because of you yeah. um yeah i didn't realize flattering. how how kind of bad it must or not bad it must have been but the, the <clears> issue it would have been because it wasn't until we started doing mm. you know we, we started this podcast just like oh we're just going to talk about our life and now it's become like a, a larp podcast and specifically yeah. like an empire podcast so i went yeah. back and um checked out some of your your older stuff and mm. yeah in the, the beginning of some of your videos you're like oh yeah if you, if you do come just make sure you're coming for the right reasons <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. like, yes. again we you know you had people that would come join very specific nation uh, you know, <laughs> of my previous character and would come and find your character. And I think for me, it was when it got to the point where 
stuff that I was doing in character that I was talking about on the podcast because it was exciting or like on the video, sorry, because it was exciting and it was a cool thing to tell everybody about. And then new players were coming into the game and acting like they knew that information, trying to get involved with what I was doing. And I was just like, no, 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 please don't do that. <laughs> it was just like that. You, there's no way your character would know about this. Like my character has not told anybody else about this. There is literally no way you could know about this stuff that I'm doing yeah. except for this external source. And that's just kind of ruining my game for me. Like yeah. that's kind of, you're jumping into this thing that like you have no way of knowing. I don't know you. Like I appreciate that you know me a bit more than I know you, but I, I don't know who you are. And like, you know, we've <laughs> never really met before. So yeah. and I think that was just the point where I got to. It was, it was never bad, but it was just it was also having an effect on like the people around me as well, like my group and my friends who were having to kind of deal with this as a sort of auxiliary kind of thing around us. Um, and that was just the point where I was like, okay, it's not a bad thing, but I think I'm going to pull back and kind of like let people enjoy the game. And also it's been great because I feel like a lot of other people have stepped up to fill that gap and being like, people are really hungry for Empire and LARP content. Great. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a stream. I'm going to start making videos on it. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. getting more people to come in and do more cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to circle this all the way back uh, to your original <laughs> question of how I got into LARP. Uh, it's kind of not an, a super exciting answer, I guess. Um, when I was a, when I was a teenager, when I was like 15, 16, uh, me and my friends would always be down at local games workshop, played a lot of Warhammer and the staff there, we got to like know really well. And, uh, you know, they, they were a little bit older than us, but they were like 19, 20, you know, they were older kids, but you know, they were still kids. Uh, 20. Um, but, uh, they started telling us about LARP that they went to, and they actually went to another system called Curious Pastimes. Oh yeah. And uh, so yeah. me and all my friends, yeah, you guys, I'm sure you've met people that play, yeah. uh, Curious Pastimes and stuff. And uh, me and my friends went along and we did a couple, I think we did like three or four events. A couple of my friends carried on for a couple of years, but I did about three or four events um, as a teenager. It was good fun. It was like, you know, you're a little kid. We were like, not little kids, but like we were teenagers. Yeah. So it was like camping out, drinking beer, meeting people and making friends and stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of fell to the wayside. And then when I was older and I was working in Cambridge uh, for a games company and things like that, we've got a bunch of friends together and it just came up. It just started like uh, the topic of LARP and sort of like things. Like, oh, I, I, oh, I've kind of been looking at it, kind of thinking of giving it a go. Yeah. And I had some friends who were doing another system. Uh, they were doing the, uh, what was it called? The system that uh, PD did that was like the Greek kind of. Uh, oh, Od Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. So I had some friends who were doing Odyssey mm. and they were like, yeah, I'm doing this great system with this company called Profound Decisions. It's really fun, but it's going to end soon. But they have like a fancy one. Yeah. And so me and a couple of like, my work colleagues were like, oh, and I, for me, it was like, I used to do it when I was a kid and I kind of, kind of be fun to give it a try again as an adult. I've got money now. That can make a difference. <laughs> um, it helps. It yeah, helps. it really helps. It really helps. So yeah, we got like a bunch of us, we got like three or four, five of us together and we went along to our first empire um, and we just loved it. I, I think it was just coming into it with a very different mindset. Like it was, you know, a bunch of friends who didn't get to see each other very often. We're all spread around the country. Yeah. And it was a case of like, yeah, like it's a good chance to meet and hang out. And also now being involved in the D&D world and role-playing world, having that immersive role-playing experience because when we were we were we weren't properly role playing when we were like teenagers, we were just there to drink beer and, yeah, and yeah. be like, oh, "Those girls here, because oh, <laughs> um, we were teenage nerdy boys." But uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, hi. Um, and uh, but now coming back to it as an adult, like it was that appreciation of the world and the writing and meeting loads of new people and like just being in this 
very very immersive experience was was mind-blowing so and then yeah pretty much ever since like that was that was the first empire event we went to and then we just kept coming back yeah yeah so is is it just empire that you that you've been playing at the moment about the moment you're looking at you're looking at any doing any more because empire takes up a lot of time that's the big problem right i'm sure you guys know as well like you know it's it's empire for me is already four weekends a year um my dnd show is on a sunday so that's like four sundays we have to either plan around or miss out and things like that so trying to find the time is always quite tricky yeah. Yeah. um i'd love to do more like i i would love to try stuff that's very different to empire yeah. um one one uh system or, or i guess like range of systems um i don't know if you've spoken to johnny and kitty who run ilark no well, we, um, hear, but... we, we hear they're nice folks and they run good yeah games. We're, we're desperate to try some oh. ilark there's a few of them that look absolutely incredible and like right up our street which which, I... which ilarks was that you were you were looking at well honestly i i, I think for me it's like uh, i love hearing about all their one shots and i don't think that I, I i just want to kind of give something a go right like go in there i was going to go to one of their i think their five kingdoms their fancy one yeah. but i've had friends of mine recommending their like wild west one they've popular, done like a lot yeah. of like horror ones i i was so gutted that i missed out on doing their sort of like pastiche of the mummy like the horror pulp kind of like one that they did i know right I you guys are making the same faces i did um <laughs> So they did like a kind of like a jungle island kind of making a 1920s movie yes. mummy. Yeah, kind I of remember pulp, reading pulp one. Uh, and you could be like a camera person or a yeah. or a, an actor or a security person. I was like, yeah. that sounds a writer and, and costume designer. And they did all of this stuff. And like, you know, again, amazing. Everybody puts in a billion effort, you know, for the costumes and the props. And and I think for me as well, it's um like uh, Johnny and Kitty and like the regular crew that they have there. They're all people that I've gotten to know and gotten to know really well in Empire. And they're, they've yeah. always been like role players that I admire greatly because they really invest themselves in the character in the world. And so knowing that those folks are running a, a full game where they're the NPCs and they're writing the story. I'm like, those guys are going to put on an amazing game. Like they're going to do a great job. And they're, they're genuinely lovely people. Um, yeah. Johnny's somebody who I've gotten on with very, very well for a long time. Yeah. Uh, my previous Empire character, Sigvold and Vito were like bros. We were combat bros. So yeah, it was a real good time. But uh, so I'd love to try out some of their stuff um because i know it's a bit more of a narrative focused game as well yeah yeah especially um, a smaller system as well because it sounds like you've done mm. like curious pastimes quite big isn't it like it's yeah i think yeah. it's yeah it's the the big three that i know is like laurian trust empire and then curious pastimes i don't yeah. but also i i'm not it's one of those funny things despite the effect that the stuff i did for empire has had i'm not really that like into the larp scene on a wider scale like i don't really know the other systems that are out there yeah. you know i only know stuff because i've met the people at empire or whatever who have told me about it it's like I, i'm really kind of separated <laughs> yeah yeah it's a small community and it's it's yeah. it, the, well the thing is with the with the eyelet ones it's it's that they go the tickets go like hotcakes you know? <laughs> right because it's like a smaller scale mm. so you're getting a much more condensed much more focused experience but that means that there's like 80 player tickets and that well, that's and when it's gone whereas empire they're like more more players come come more we can never have too many bring them all in soon we will have we will own land and you can all come yeah. you know they they constantly want more but it was like something smaller i like just because of the nature of the game right they have custom storylines they make sure that everybody's getting plot everybody's getting game um they can't really do that right and it's just the scale of it all like you know pd's been running for a while no yeah i, I would love to love to go and like you say have, have that different experience because because empire is is very special but it would it would be interesting to do like you say a bit more of a focused kind of like smaller yeah. player base larger crew 
type yeah. thing i would love, love I, to kind of give that thing a go well but and both of you guys are D and ttrpg players right so it's like i, I yeah. for me i see those smaller larps being almost a bit like that where it's yeah. like you have gms who are the staff yeah. and the writers and the people running it and they are sculpting a story specifically for you to play whereas something like empire is a bit more of a sandbox it's like hey we've got this cool world and we're gonna put we're gonna make stuff happen in it but it's really up to you to go and find and do what you want to do and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and for me, that actually suits me quite well because yeah. one thing that I've come to know over the sort of, I think it's been like five, six years I've been doing Empire is I hate responsibility and I hate <laughs> having to go out there and like, I, for me, Empire is a vacation. Like I go there to just vibes and chill and enjoy things. And when it's stressful because like there's expectations, I'm just like, nah. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I can totally, I can totally get that. I can totally yeah. get that. Some people, because I'm like, they're like, oh, what you, what part of the game are you interested? In? I'm like, oh, maybe you know, military game. Like, oh, general. I'm like, I don't know. That seemed like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> says, sorry, coming from the two people that at their very first event were like, yeah, I'll, I'll put myself in for the general election of like to yeah. be a general. I was just like, okay, like I, I guess this is the name <laughs> of the game. We went in like intentionally very blind to yeah. the game because that that's the type of role play. I like to do in TTRPGs. I prefer to be like, oh yeah, let's do an impromptu game. Let's just make up a character. And so I, on purpose, didn't read much of the wiki. So I went into that. They're like, oh, we need someone to run for general. I'm like, cool, I'll do it. And I, I didn't Why know, not? I didn't know the names of the armies. I didn't know the names of the virtues. <laughs> it yeah, it's a good it's, learning but, experience though. But man, if there's a Dornish thing to do, it's first time in Anvil. Make me a general. Yeah. <laughs> like that's you know. Well, that it was it was such a weird experience, wasn't it? I mean, like you kind of um. So yeah, um. Oliver as Godric put himself out there and really went for it, and it, it was it was strange because I think the pair of us ended up meeting so many people so quickly, even though that first sort of twenty minutes, like the first twenty minutes of our first game, I think I was just like a deer in headlights the entire time, and yeah. um, which is when I actually met yourself in character and I just remember it all being a blur of being like I can't remember what my name is or how I'm supposed <laughs> to speak but all these people are coming up and they're being friendly and offering well, game and okay okay this is fine this well is honestly fine. you know it from our experience because you know it was me um and Tom like you know we were both there and like I was playing my brand new character in a brand new nation didn't really know anybody it had like knew a couple of people but they weren't there or they weren't around and, uh, you know, Tom, it was his first time coming back to Empire after a long, long, you know, several oh, yeah. years hiatus. Oh, really? And we literally were like, we saw you like, you know, Oliver Godric go in for general and you <laughs> sort of stood there with him. And I, and I just remember commenting like, wow, like the balls to come in and do that. And so we were like, we gotta go, we gotta go and talk to those guys. Let's we gotta go, go and like hang out with fire, them and chat yeah. to them. Yeah. And so that, but, and I think that a lot of other people had the same impression where they were like, oh, these, they're really throwing themselves in there let's go and like you know talk to them get to know them support them show them the game like and that's it's wonderful to see which was yeah. very different to my experience in another nation like it, it didn't have oh, that same really? feeling yeah. like coming into dawn i have been so happy with just the vibe of the nation nation in general it feels a lot more sort of like encouraging and supportive and like hey let's all help each other do yeah. cool stuff yeah. but that, which is really nice that start in dawn seems quite unique so it, it's i'm interested in this because we've had a lot of we spoke to a lot of people that have like a they have like a national meeting you know like mm. the march of the muster and mm -hmm. the navara have the like the you know the national standing and i was like oh yeah we don't really have we don't have anything like that and i was i was kind of going we, sh we should have something like that but 
after thinking about it, what's very what's very unique about Dawn that I found out is that when timing comes, it is like being just dropped in a movie around that glory square. That's what we found. That's probably why we were just like, we scattered like rabbits in a headlight and just went, oh, let's do something because mm-hmm. we didn't even know timing. We were like, is there, because it was our first time laughing. We're like, do yeah. they ring a bell? Do they, yeah. do, do they do something? You wouldn't know, right? You just, you have no idea. <laughs> but then people just started talking. I was like, well, oh, people are doing stuff. Okay, I best. I guess we better do stuff. Better do yeah, stuff. So somebody came out to me like, oh, but what is your name? Robert, Aaron, <laughs> I don't know. Is this timing? It is make believe time. Oh God! Yeah, it's uh, it's such a funny one. Like it's it's so funny to one of people who have that experience because like having gone so much now and brought a lot of new people in myself. Like I always, we do a little thing now in in the house where because we've had quite a few new people join us. Where I basically am like, right, because I'm the only one who normally stays in Dawn IC. I say go away at five o'clock, come to the tent, and then when they arrive. I, I, I show them that I'm in character and that's like the new players are like, oh, right, we're in character now. Like, And it's yeah. like a nice way of like, I'll greet them like as they arrive to our group. Yeah. And that's like the way all, and it's, and then we have like a little kind of house chat where it's like, oh, let's all quickly talk about some of the things we're going to do, but in an in-character way. So we've kind of all, you know, synced up and we've got reasons to go and do stuff. Yeah. Um, and they, that's always like worked quite well as like a like, right, it's, it's in character time now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And the, the the preparation you do for your new character that must give you like a a hard start. Because for me, it's just like I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a shirt, and from from time time out to time in, it's not there's not really much difference in the way. Well, it's look, funny, but... like you know, because like Ro- I mean, I, Robin, I can't, I, I don't know how long it takes you to get ready and stuff like that. But like, I have now experienced both both <laughs> ends of the scale. Because my previous character Sigvald was a case of tunic stuff. Let's go. I'm in character. Woo. Yeah, that's it. Uh, not, 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 not so much the case anymore. Um, it's kind yeah. of a, it is a ritual, and it, and, and it's, it's also interesting because for me, um, my current character, I, I guess I should sort of say, uh, you know, I'm sure that I think you guys said that you're going to do an intro, but I'm currently playing a character, a Morrigan Mortet, who is a female character, like fully, like in character, female character, whole, whole story there about gender exploration and stuff that's a background to that, but. It is, she is very iconically feminine. And that was intentionally in the design of the character, the costume, everything. Like it is a very, very hyper feminine character. And as part of that, I, you know, becoming that character, I wanted to play a character that was much more um, immersive. And like, you know, previously in my previous character, I would always slip back into Mark and it was me and my friends and we would jump out to talk OC. And I was like, man, I really want to be more you know, involved in the role play. I want to immerse myself yeah. in the world and the role play more. Hey, what's a great way of doing that? Well, like complete transformation of character. And the getting ready part is essential to that because it is a literal transformation of like going from this guy to her. And it's yeah. it's like the makeup, the wig, the dress, everything else going onto it. But it's a mental transformation as well. And part of that is the getting ready. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes you, Robin, but I think it's like, for me, it's like, I can do it in about two, two, two and a bit hours with the whole process. So not, it's it's a not, fair old chunk of time. That's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not, I'm not too bad anymore. It used to take me a bit longer. Now that mm. I've actually figured out the order to do things, because mm-hmm. my character has antlers and ears, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me a while to realize that all my armor had to go on before my antlers. Yeah. And that took me a long time <laughs> and a lot of um, frustration of me holding my arms in the air and being mm-hmm. like, Oliver, you need to get these over my antlers. Yeah, this, yeah. this is where I this is where I leave the tent and, and just come come in when back and then just get out as soon as I can. 
<laughs> runs away from the tent. Because yeah. also, especially in those summer events, that tent got hot. And I imagine mm-hmm. you must have suffered as well, Mark, right? Because Do you know, it's so bizarre. Like loads of people talk to me about this because like I have like full there's a lot going on, not just the wig and the dress. There's a lot of stuff under the dress that's going yeah. on as well, yeah. like to to add a lot of layers and stuff. Yeah. But there is just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if my brain is just like, no, you are full of winter magic. You are cold because I don't really overheat and I really? don't know how it happens. Like I'll get warm, like those heat wave summer events. Like I'm like, I can't stay in the tent for too long or like, you know, I am definitely getting hot and sweaty, but I think my body is just like, no, no, we can't, we can't deal with this. Shut it down. <laughs> just like <laughs> turn off the heat receptors or something. I don't know what it does, but yeah, for some reason I don't get too hot at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, or, or maybe I just adapt to it quickly. I don't know, but like it is, uh, it's very bizarre. Yeah. This is I've... when we're like, oh, we haven't seen Morgan in a while. Is anyone going to check? <laughs> I think she starts to feel the summer. Okay. Yeah, it's just like me <laughs> passed out, <laughs> just completely, completely uh, dehydrated and passed out somewhere. Um, it's, it's something I think like for the, it's, it's that weird thing of like the last couple of years of LARP have like, we've had some gloriously hot, sunny events to the point where I'm like, I need a parasol. Like, I need to have portable shade around well, with me. Weren't we talking, Robin? We were like talking. Yeah, we were, like, I was going to say, yeah. Should we? We should. We were thinking about: is there a way we could like make a an outdoor, like open air communal getting ready area that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we just couldn't figure out how to do how to do it where we could have like full length mirrors and so people could like stand up outside mm-hmm. of the tent while they're getting ready because yeah. Because man, getting ready in those tents, it's a it's a it's a challenge. Yeah. Well, I started like trekking over to the um to the shower blocks mm-hmm. and waiting for one of the nice showers to become available so I can go in and do my hair and my makeup there yeah. because otherwise I'm like covered in spirit gum and I'm like this is horrible I don't tell anyone it. about the nice showers <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no Shh, nice showers no, there's yeah. certainly yeah, not def- a full length no mirror showers. no showers yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't exist doesn't yeah. exist yeah. full length mirror is by the way is is an actual cheat empire it is like that that is the one thing where i'm like i i have a good mirror i'm like i need to find a way to take a full-length mirror because it is so useful for lots of different things even just getting ready but like just like being able to like you know see everything like make sure your equipment's on the right way and not have to like i put the bloody belt on the wrong side or like the pouches on the wrong bit and stuff like that that's what we were thinking we were thinking if it was like like because then we'd only really need to like take one and like the entire Mm. nation could just like use it they'd go around the back and be like i'm just i'm just gonna go stand in front of it make sure my arm is all good right it feels dawnish as well oh yeah oh listen like i i think like having a sort of outdoor parlor with a full-length mirror and a chair for the nobles to sit in and like a table like you know put on some like um you know, just little like things that they can use. I will, Morrigan will most certainly be like, anytime I'm over, I'll be like, I'm going to just borrow this, check everything. <laughs> Cause like I am in the constant paranoia of like the wig slipping or like, you know, things like that. So I'm constantly checking that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially when people bring like thrones, you know, <laughs> they're like, they're like I, I managed to bring this entire throne and it's like, you know, you could have brought, and then they're still looking at these little tiny mirrors because that's what Robin and I spend most of the time doing—is like crouching down, looking at this mirror. <laughs> like, well, mm-hmm. I got—I thought I was being a genius, okay? Because I got a big clothes rail, and um, so all our clothes are hung up on a clothing mm-hmm. rail. Because I was like, Do you know what? If it's if it rains, we can dry our clothes. Yep, get so some I off put the ground. All that up. Yep. yep. I attach it um, to the center pole of the tent, keeps it nice and secure. And it also makes a barrier mm-hmm. to your bed, which means we've actually got a nice and character area at the front and we can show everything behind it. But I got a mirror and I thought, okay, I'm going to attach the mirror to the pole. 
the issue is because of the clothing rail it's either too high for me or too low for all of us. We've got this weird situation where I'm like, do I try and attach it to a hanger mm-hmm. or hold it? And it's just, it's not it just working. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get myself a fancy cod piece and I can just, <laughs> just look at that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just look at that. That's all you need to check. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. how big's your how big's your tent, Mark? Uh, I currently, I think I've got a four meter, but it's got like a little one meter porch bit at the front. Oh yeah, a four um, because not bad. Yeah, well, it was. I used to have a, a small. I had a three meter bell when I was over in Wintermark and with Ashen Hall and the previous character. But when we moved over, I knew that um, my tent was pretty much going to be the house tent. And I like having like in character spaces to like bring people in and sit yes. down and stuff. So I got this particular, and it's not. I kind of regret it because that little porch bit is a pain in the ass, and it means that like if it does rain, like it does flood quite easily because it doesn't quite fully like zip up and stuff. So I'm kind of looking at like, well, you know, maybe I should look at getting something else and like, you know, selling that one on or something. But it's quite nice at the moment because it's like the main tent bit I have for myself. And very much like you, Robin, I have like the center pole. I have like um, these drapes. So I and on the hooks. And so I separate it into two halves. Like all my bed um, with all my bedding and stuff is is behind that. And then I have my table, which is an essential for me because I need to do it to do makeup stuff. Um, And then all of the sort of like IC stuff and like my... uh, closed rail like you have that's all at the front which is all separated yeah. and then the porch is just is done up to be icy so we've got like the house banner we've got like chairs we've got like little tables covered in skulls and candles and roses and stuff like that and it's quite nice because when it is good weather people really like sitting in there because it's quite cozy and we have like the lights and stuff and it, it has this very sort of like intimate feel to it which fits morrigan especially quite well so it's like i have i've had quite a few lovely little sit in my little porch and have little chats with people which is quite it, nice. it is lovely your little porch area it is nice, so it? like you said it's so intimate yeah. um but it's intimate but also welcoming at the same time if that makes sense there i've definitely stopped there a couple of times when i've been like if it's been like a bit rubbish outside and i've just stopped there to like sort things out and stuff because i'm like oh i can just chill out in here for a bit yeah. and well i leave it open specifically for like people to just come in and sit down and stuff like that also it helps knowing that our house has nothing worth stealing so i'm just like yeah you can sit in there if you like we're poor we're dirt poor don't worry about it um, nice skulls think, there yeah that's it people aren't going to steal my skulls so as long as they don't take my skulls i'm fine um but i think that the plan is maybe at some point this year maybe early i think probably at by this year because the house is growing quicker than i thought it would <laughs> um so i think that we're going to look at getting like either a five meter bell or a sort of uh more house tent that is a more sort of generic square shape like, open space yeah and i might still have part of that for myself or i might just take my balcony get rid of the balcony bit and then keep the four meter for myself yeah. or something like that yeah but, uh, i think yeah upgrading to a big house tent is definitely something that we're looking at doing yeah we, we did not especially if people keep them. asking for tests of metal and joining my house <laughs> uh, which was not something i expected to happen anytime soon uh and yet in the first year someone someone Someone. uh, (laughs) was uh, came up came asking well and i'm sure that someone had a lot of fun in your very dangerous (laughs) test of metal (laughs) listen you play a combat character and you come and ask morgan for a test you're getting a test you're getting a you're getting a nice challenge that was that was crazy (laughs) that was crazy that 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 worried me more than it worried (laughs) aaron (laughs) l yep yeah, listen. 
you know, it's uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna start messing around with winter magic and and death. You gotta be uh, you gotta be prepared for what comes. I tell you what, that was that was so cool because it was so because <laughs> that's the thing. The when the the winds the winds whatever mm-hmm. when when they started coming out, everyone was like everyone's like oh oh yeah that's oh it's at night oh it's it's agreements involved oh yeah it's suicide we're like we're going <laughs> they're like oh, no, oh, well, what? what actually happened is that came out and i was like, that was terrifying and a little message popped up in my inbox from you and i was like no no yeah. i was like oliver think yeah. we need to go on that <laughs> and it was such a weird coincidence because i wrote that test before i'd seen the winds as well and then it was just like oh oh well robin will have fun at this one <laughs> i did yeah good good uh, man that that last e4 was just a roller coaster of an event where it was just like was bad good bad good bad good everyone's dead sad it was just <laughs> mad. it was a great end to the year though like the gotcha. the play year it was just it felt like even yeah it was it sucked that we <laughs> so many people died but yeah it's it's uh it, it was a it was a dramatic end mm to the year most definitely yeah it, it was definitely one playing a brand new character especially such an extreme character as, as morgan is mm-hmm. like having that event and being like losing people that i don't even really met that year and just being like so attached to it and just like oh god like i did not expect to be in this position emotionally and in immersed you know as a character where we are now yeah. Um, so it's it's going to lead into this year very very well. Yeah. Well, there's there was yeah. a few of those characters that like just coming into LARP and just coming into the story. There was like characters that were very like well established in our in our head canon going mm-hmm. to LARP, and it was bizarre losing some of them at the end of that. And it was just like, oh yeah, oh wait, so that character's not going to be there yeah. next year. And, uh, <laughs> and let me tell you something now, like because I don't know, like for you guys, this might be your first time experiencing that. It's when you see those characters, where you see those players as different characters, that's... and you have to start mentally going like, "That's not so and so. That's this other person now." Um, that is like a real like man, like that really again hammers home that like, God, yeah, they're never they can never play that character again. That character uh, is gone forever. Yeah, what like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so weird, like experience. Like I, I had like a weird delayed grief sort of thing going on because two yeah. of the characters that meant so much to me. They were the the two that I met at E1. They were the ones that got me fighting. They were the ones that I stood side by side. One of them, I carried their armor back mm-hmm. from the battle and I was just like in awe. And the event before I was partying and drinking with one of them, we'd made plans and I was just, and then when they had gone and I saw one of them while they were terminal and it was weird because I didn't know how to react. And I was just like, I said my goodbye. And it wasn't until after the event we got home and I was like, I'm never going to see him again. <laughs> it was like really. It, it, <laughs> it's a, such a bizarre thing because it is that. And I talk about this, like whenever I talk about LARP and like people, you know, people ask like, oh, the characters die. Like, you know, how, what's that like and stuff? And I'm like, well, you got to remember that like, it's very strange. Like for me, I'm a very emotional person anyway, but I get very attached to like narrative more so than real life generally. Like the idea of losing a, a pretend character probably would not necessarily upset me but i would get more emotional about it yeah and it really is i think that that i've met so many people where they have had that delayed grief i i have it like immediately because i've done it for a while now but a lot of people i know it's just like oh god they don't know how to act in the moment and then like the three days afterwards they'll like have that exact same thing i'm like fuck they're never gonna i'm never gonna see that character again that's it they're gone like yeah yeah. I need to think about like you know, and it, it really yeah. it can hit you like that. Yeah. I was I was a friggin' mess. I was just like 
I came when we because it was that Sunday battle and me um, and uh, and uh, my house uh, were kind of just making our way. And we were just casually like, oh, let's go wait for you know, it's about, about the time the battle's finishing. We'll go wait and we'll go see everybody as they came back. <laughs> and we started seeing people coming in. And I, I mean, some, you know, me and Tom, who have you know, been going for an improv, we were like, oh, no, this looks bad. This looks really bad. And we had my friend Missy with us, who's it was her first event, and she was like, "Oh, but they're they're coming back, they're coming back. I can see them." And I, and, and I was just like, I had to kind of keep it together because I was like, "Yeah, we don't know, but I kind of know." Yeah. And yeah. we saw um, two very very close friends of Morrigan, uh, 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 Lady Olivia, and uh, and uh, her friend Kiriel as well, Lord Kiriel. Yep. And um, they came through the tent, and they were like covered in bandages and blood. And it was just like I, me and Lucy, who, Lucy who plays Olivia, she basically clocked eyes with me, and I like looked at her, and she just did a very soft shake of her head, and that was it. I was gone. I just it was like running over, and like I remember, it, it seems so melodramatic now, but at the moment it just felt like the right thing of white. You know, it was how I felt. We literally both like just collapsed to our knees, and I was just like holding a super tight, and I was just like, <laughs> it was just everywhere. Um, I did discover that I have found the most waterproof eyeliner in the world because it did not budge. Like the I, I was like crying for like two hours, and it was just, zoom. it just did not move. So, but man, it was just like floods and floods and floods, and then it just kept happening. And then when we took everybody to the Glory Square, oh. and it's literally like people are laid out in the Glory Square, oh, yeah. like, and it was just like this is a bit real, isn't yeah. it? It was like, like a and movie, we're like, like being in a oh movie. Oh my god, like, what? And yeah, <laughs> and then our field marshal was like, just like. <laughs> did this speech at the end we were like oh my god yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah we had to step out over over our own dead but we got it done you know <laughs> we got it done it's just like oh i, I remember because uh and it was it was great for me in a way because it was very much tied into the stuff that i really wanted morrigan to be about like this yeah. very much a house about death but also about life and uh I basically have been bringing a chest of black roses with me every time because House Mortaire is the black guy and we, yeah. we grow black roses. And uh, I sent Killian Tom to go and fetch the roses and he comes back and I just go around placing a black rose on every dead body in the glory square. And it, what was great is that people, I saw other players see me do this and it broke. they were just like, and then that that was what snapped them into like the moment of emotion, right? Because it was like, yeah, this black rose a pretty big deal in dawn like you know yeah, placing yeah. that on somebody but also i think it was something that i've had a few people tell me about morrigan is that she has this surprising warmth and softness yeah and that just like sets yeah. people off like yeah. that sympathy and that empathy just seems to like unlock something and i've had like some pretty burly blokes and some pretty kind of like you know stoic women who have just broken when i've gone over and like you know hugged them and stuff like that and they'll just be like yeah Bloody Morrigan, honestly. I, I don't, I don't cry. I'm I'm not really much of a crier or anything. I, I tend to kind of yeah. keep it together. And honestly, I think it was one of the was it E3? It might it might be E3, I think. And mm. yeah, Morrigan was like in tears and she hugged me and I was just like, and I could feel these, these tears. I was like, no. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Oh, I love to hear. Do or more emotions, all of the emotions. Bring them all out. Morgan loves it. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sunday as well. It's because it was like it was because it was the Sunday as well, and it was like the end of the event, and it was like the end of the year, and like yeah, like I already said that we lost some like long-standing characters as well that made it just like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so bizarre isn't it like we know it's pretend i always say this like i know it's pretend you can be in the battle you know you're in a fight and you're like this is all pretend this is all fake it doesn't matter and then you see your so buddy go down <laughs> and they're trapped behind enemy lines and there is a genuine surge of adrenaline and courage and anger that just wells up in you and you are just like i have to save them but you and you know it's not real oh, yeah. but like there's just something that like kind of triggers it all together and i i love that feeling yeah. i love the fact that like your brain can be like this isn't real but it can feel real. Yeah. I, I kind of love that. In so many different aspects of the game as well. Even just being like, oh yeah, I'm really nervous about going for this senator position. The nerves are real. The there's, there's no such thing as the Senate. Like it doesn't exist. It doesn't, doesn't exist. It doesn't mean anything. There's, 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 there's no military council. Why, why yeah. am I getting nervous about speaking to generals? They're not generals. Yeah. <laughs> because it's still like, because to the character is real and you are embodying that character and you're feeling the things that character feels. So it does have that kind of same effect, right? It's the same yeah. with the fights. It's the same with loss and everything else. Mm. Um, and I think that when you, I think one of the big things that like I always teach new role players, whether it's for D&D or LARP and things like that is, is we're all here to do the exact same thing. And quite often we close those parts off. You know, we, we close off the emotions. We close off the feelings. We try and tell ourselves that like it's being silly. We get anxious about stuff because we're afraid of that judgment, right? We're afraid of people like thinking, oh, what's he crying for? Or well, what's she yelling about and stuff. Whereas we're all here to do the same thing and we're all in the exact same boat. Like nobody's really judge, nobody's judging anybody here. So it's actually one of a really safe place to like, just be and let go and have that kind of yeah. stuff and be that character in that moment. It totally is. Um, yeah. Like, like you were saying, um, you know, you, you would get more upset if, if it were a role play, but you're, yeah, like you say in real, in the real world, you're probably being protective of yourself and guarded of yourself because, there's yeah. ramifications down the road and you've got to yeah. go, okay, well, I've got oh, to protect massively. this. But in a LARP space, it is like it's a it's a safe environment to play yeah. with those emotions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the whole being a safe environment is the only reason that I'm playing Morrigan now because it was it was an environment I felt safe to do that in. Yeah. Um, not just from a case of like my own safety, but also not upsetting other people and things like that as well. But it was also a case of like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I still wouldn't. I still can't really go out in public as, as the other side of me. I still get very sort of nervous and, and anxious and scared about that. But at LARP, like it, it, it isn't that case. It's a case of yeah. like the only reason I can really play Morrigan is because at Empire, I feel safe to do so. Yeah. Um, and I feel that like there isn't a judgment and there hasn't been. I, it's one of those wonderful things that like you hear a lot of horror stories about role playing, you know, TTRPGs and role playing communities and like nerds in general, like being quite sort of um, judgmental or like transphobic and horrible and things like that. And Empire has been nothing but just the most encouraging, supportive, wonderful environment. I've had so many people come up to me who have said things like, you've really inspired me to like start thinking about things myself and like stuff that maybe I wasn't you know comfortable or brave enough to do before. And like, you've shown me that like, oh yeah, like it's something that I can do and it's something that I should look into and stuff like that. And that to hear that is just like, oh my God, yeah, like it's a, it's a, big, it's a I, big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. It's sometimes you just don't know what to say to it. Cause you're just like, I, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting to do that. I like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad to like happy. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing to talk about, but it is, you know, it's it's definitely one of those um, peculiar elements of the hobby that I would never have expected coming yeah. into it like six, seven years ago. Yeah, I definitely get that sense at Empire. I definitely get the sense I could I could walk out the tent uh, as anything and no one mm -hmm. give me a second look because I've I've you know I've, I've often wanted to like when we were cosplaying like cosplay mm. as femme characters. 
Yeah. But ne- never, I would, I would just, yeah, I just, I, I wouldn't be able to get over it. You know, even, yeah. even now I would be like, oh, be too no, nervous and anxious. Getting out of the hotel and blah, blah, blah. Uh, totally no, good. I know some people would be really cool, but that, but I feel like at Empire, if I wanted to do something like that, you know, and obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, people like you, uh, you know, yeah, there's a few of us, as well. as, there's, there's a few folks who do it where, whether they're fully transgender or they're transitioning mm-hmm. or they're just exploring stuff. Um, it's really sweet. Like we kind of, we'll see each other and like out of character, like catch up. And I've been asked a lot of makeup tips and things like that, but it's also sometimes like, it was really strange. Like it's the, um, sometimes it's the most unexpected people that like will come over to you. I remember that I was in the out of character area by God once. Um, and this was, must've been like my second event. So I was still, you know, still kind of like, okay, this I'm you know feeling more comfortable and confident. And this this guy don't know him never met him couldn't couldn't you know would ha- not sure if i could even pick him out of a crowd but like really kind of like big beard tall like really masculine you know traditional alpha male kind of dude and i was like this guy's in wintermark 100 percent or navarre one of the two but like he and he came over and i was like and, it, and i remember being like oh okay am i do i have to and he was just like really softly he was like can i just say you look fucking amazing your makeup is flawless just i am in such awe of everything you've done and i just i just had to come and tell you i'm so sorry i'm sorry if this is weird and i was just like <laughs> you just didn't know but i was just it was just the most unexpected and it wasn't like and he just said just wanted to say that and then he went off and i was just like it was just this flyby just really supportive and encouraging statement from just this guy who i never would have expected yeah. it from and it's yeah. just and that's amazing you know yeah. Yeah, like it really is. I mean, it's something that we've been saying to people and everything is that I know that Oliver mentioned cosplay. I mean, cosplay is mm. the main thing we were into for, um, st- still are, but we were into quite heavily for a long time. And going into LARP, I had this sort of weird perception where I thought it was going to be similar. And I realized this is a different world. I mean, the cosplay world is lovely, but it's, it's nothing compared to yeah. how wonderful and how welcoming this this LARP world and specifically our experiences with Empire so how Mm. welcoming Empire is Mm. and I was like wow I'm pretty sure you know like I said you can walk out the tent as anything anyone or anything yeah yeah even if your kit's maybe not up to the to to the highest standard it doesn't matter because you're still going to be encouraged you're still going to be welcomed and you're going to be safe which is one of the big things I yeah think. absolutely and i think that even with the kit stuff it's also a case of like you know i when me and my friends like when i first brought like chris and, and alex to it and like even when i first started going like you know yeah we were we you don't know any better you 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 can do it now i think now that there's a bit more information out there you can look at the videos you can look at the pictures you can see you can get ideas and come into it and we've had so many new players come in who have blown us all away with this amazing kit and sets i mean the house brightstone and dawn like i still oh, i was yeah. i still to this day i was like i cannot fucking believe this is their first again no yeah. <laughs> Dude, this isn't fair. um and i'm like... still mad about it i'm still mad about it. but like, when, you know when we came we didn't know what to expect so our kit was super basic it didn't really you know there wasn't any details there but all we ever had was like people giving us advice or like you know making suggestions or like giving us links to people like oh i get my stuff from here go and check this out um and it's very very different and it's funny because um you know i i was very big into the cosplay scene i don't know if i've told you guys this but like i was very big into the cosplay scene long long time ago not so much in the last sort of 10 years um and did all the anime cons did all the comic cons did all of that stuff i used to like host the masquerades and host the cosplay competitions at mcm and stuff like that and uh, it is very different because it's a very different style of hobby i think i think with larp you are making clothing 
it's not necessarily a, you're making costume though it's yeah. like i am making this character that is very personal to me and it's not just a replica of another character it's not just to you know win a competition or to like show off to you know people that love that show or that character with this it's a very personal thing of like this is this is somebody important to me and i'm sharing that with everybody here and i think that there's that shared kind of mindset with everybody of like this character means a lot to this person and there's that inherent respect to that towards that at least i like to think that that's how most people are at empire and laugh i yeah. think yeah yeah no i know i think yeah because cosplay is definitely like a, it's like a homage isn't it to to that to that your passion for that character isn't it yeah or like the craft of like you know making it look making as it. as accurate as possible or you know whatever it happens to be but it's a different it's just a very different kind of mindset i yeah. think with stuff like cosplay yeah yeah so how, how long did so because obviously you you played morrigan this year mm. and we had like a two there was a two year which i'm so mm -hmm. glad we got into it before uh before covid we got into it like we, we started looking into it in like the october of 2021 so we oh didn't we didn't have that 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 pain of those those two years so were, were you did you have uh morrigan lined up or was it because of those two years you're like oh i had a long time to think and hmm, it was basically yeah sorry i i, I jump into it that's the old add there where i'm like well i gotta talk um uh, <laughs> but no it was um yeah i mean uh so Sigvald, my previous character. Um, I've gone through, I've had one, two, three. Morgan is technically my fourth Empire character. Um, the first two literally lasted like three events. It was like I played one character for two events, I played another character for a third event, and I realized I hated both of them. I was just like, Don't, <laughs> no. Then I played Sigvald. And Sigvald was like my main uh, I, Sigvald was my main Empire character. I did a lot of stuff with Sigvald. I did a lot of yeah. stuff involving the actual plot of the game and, and you know, did a lot of stuff with other nations. And I think Sigvald is definitely the character that a lot of people kind of got to know and memorize, uh, you know, recognize me as. Um, and I played them. I mean, yeah, like, you know, sort of like four, four-ish years, I think I played Sigvald. And then COVID happened. But I was already basically... I, I was already thinking about moving on from Sigvald. And I had a couple of ideas because he was a character that was, uh, again, I mentioned that I go to Empire for the vibes. I'm not particularly ambitious. I'm not like, I want to be a senator. I want to be a general. I just go there to have fun with my friends. And so Sigvald was made as a character of like, well, what are the things I like to do? I like to fight. I like to have a drink with my mates. And I like to kind of be an ass, like be a bit of a cocky asshole sometimes. So that's what I did. And I played that yeah, up to 11. Yeah. He was a changeling Viking, uh, changeling Wintermark, Nathan Drake. <laughs> no. um, yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not quite out. Vikings. Um, <laughs> but no, he was basically like a, a Wintermark Nathan Drake changeling. So like an adventuring, nice. swashbuckling, <laughs> like sailor, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a ton of fun, but he was a very shallow character in a way. It was like a very kind of like one dimensional character of like, this man likes to tell everyone he's amazing, drink a lot and go on adventures. Yeah. And I got to do some fun stuff with that. Um, and luckily I met some great players who managed to give me some cool role play and give me some cool plot that did develop the character. And he ended up getting quite so He got softened by a Dornish lady that he was in love with um, and all this kind of stuff. And that was really where I, I started to learn more about Dawn. And I was like, I love this nation. Uh, I need to be in this nation at uh, some point. This, this nation was made for me to be in. <laughs> um, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it just reached the point where I was like, I think his story is done. Like there's yeah. nothing I can really do with him now like it i would just be doing the same thing i i don't think he would really shape i don't want to be a general i don't want to have like a position of authority i i just think that character is done and then 
COVID hit and I was just like, oh, okay, well, well. this is going to give me a lot of time to think about it and decide what I want to do. And it was kind of a tough decision because um, my previous group, Ashen Hall and Wintermark, I was one of the founding members and, you know, four or five years we'd been playing them. It was a big group. There was like 14, 15, there was there's like 14, 15 of them yeah. um, of us, I should say, you know, we had like a big group tent that we'd all pitched in for. And I'd been there the whole time and it was kind of hard to say goodbye to that. And like, you know, even though, you know, it was a case of like, well, I'm still going to be around. I'm still going to come and hang out and see all you guys. And, and you know, definitely still going to like come by. There was a part of me which was like, do I want to do this? Like, do I really want to go off and do my own group and be completely on my own? But I think it was that final thing that pushed me over the edge was that decision of like, well, listen, like Sigvold, I'm still partially Mark and I'm not really getting the most out of the game and the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I want to role play more. I want to be more immersed in the world. The best way for me to do that is go move to a different nation and start my own thing and do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and that was really where Morrigan came from. And it was a case of, you know, and then that was like a, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, do I want to go? And I'd, I'd been sort of really toying with the idea of a female character for a long time because mm -hmm. it connects to a lot of other stuff going on. Um, you know, things that I've been doing with cosplay and costumes yeah. and, pho and photography and stuff. Um, and I was just like, okay i think i'm gonna try it i said and i said to myself i'll try it for like an event see how i get on and if i hate it great i go and do something else i go back to ashen hall whatever i can yeah. always yeah. can move on and do other things um and it just so happens to be that like that first event it was it was an amazing experience and i was just like yep this is locked in locked yeah. in for sure yeah what about like obviously what about the character concept is it, it was, was she was, did, did, did you always think oh yeah she's totally going to be a winter magic enchantress <laughs> alchemist it was really interesting so i think that like we i locked onto this idea i can't do you know i don't actually even remember where the initial idea for morrigan came from but I, what i do remember is i the concept of the whole of house mortar and morrigan was dornish adams family and that was yeah. always the idea of like yeah. i want to be creepy but really nice yes. and be like the kind of character that everyone's like oh, fucking what the fuck is that like who's she looking like some you know wraith stalking around the camps like being creepy and weird and coming over to people who are dying and talking to them and being bizarre yeah but when people got to know her she's full of warmth and life and love yeah. and and just this complete opposite to what because and this is the thing that i've always done i look at the brief for empire or i look at the brief for dawn or i look at the brief for winter and i'm like how can i f with this like i want to respect it i'm not going to completely ignore it but how can i like play with it how can i do something that is still within the brief but also is different enough that like makes an interesting character. And that's just something that's, I don't know, that's maybe like the, the grim, the chaos gremlin in me. Who's just like, no, I don't want to listen to other people's things. I'm going to do what I want. Um, so I wanted to like find some, a way of playing with it. And like, you know, winter, I'd known a little bit about it. I'd done a lot of magic game stuff with Sigvald and uh -huh. I was learning more about it. So I was like, yeah, let's pick a school of magic, school of, um, not school, but realm of magic. <laughs> and uh, it's the old D and D brain coming in. Yeah. yeah realm of magic. And like, cool, what can I do with it that would be kind of different? Um, how can I play with it and like turn it on its head and stuff? And like, yeah, I came on and I was like, well, Adam's family's all creepy and murder and death and poison. Oh, winter seems a pretty good fit for something like that. Um, yeah, but, but, the, but the brief obviously allows allows it, right? Because you yeah. look at the brief and you're like, mm, what, you know, if I'm going to be an enchantress, you know, Dawn, 
summer seems like the one that you might go for but right but managed... how would you know again like there's there's a lot of dawn summer majors in dawn let's do something different let's look at the different things and i'd kind of known a little bit and i had some friends in dawn and i was like how popular is like winter and how popular is like the other realms of magic and they were like oh, there's not many winter majors i was like great that's exactly what i want then um because it also means that there's a smaller group that you can go to the people who are doing that and they'll be like great more people to help us do the thing we want to do and like you know there's not many of us let's let's all group up and work together and that's exactly what happened yeah, right you don't want everyone so, doing the same thing do you, you know? i mean it's fine if people do right there's a reason that people love tropes and archetypes and people are like yep i i want to be a loud summer changeling in dawn absolutely right that's one of the iconic parts of the the brief and i can totally see it bringing a lot yeah. of people into the nation right yeah. um <laughs> look at you guys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing wrong with that it's yeah. the same as like when people are like i'm gonna play a dwarf fighter in DD who loves drinking and fighting it's yeah. like yeah the reason we love those archetypes is they're fun, fun. and they're like really yeah. interesting but it's also fun to kind of go like but how can i make it how can I twist it? How can I add a little spin to it or do a little thing to make it a little bit different? Yeah. Um, and that's just a personal thing I, I enjoy to do. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it helps the character stand out as yeah, well. Yeah, because Morrigan is very much a, a Dornish noble winter I enchantress. Hope so. because yeah, I hope so. She, she, she gives off a very different vibe to, like, say, a Barushkin Mm. Uh, uh, winter magic enchantress <laughs> they have a completely different well, like, yeah like you said she's got that warming sort of thing about her which is mm. is is interesting because yeah at first she seems like oh well who who is this you know and you feel a little nervous at first and then the speaking to her, you're like wow you're warmer than half the summer people here <laughs> this is this is strange but you've just told me this story about these roses in your garden and what they can do and how deadly some of these things are but you're saying it in a way that makes me feel like i could go flower picking there yes <laughs> yes <laughs> success but, no it's lovely to hear that because like obviously you know making the character and speaking to people there you know when i first played morgan it was a big worry that she was going to be mistaken for barushkin or high guard that i didn't look dornish enough or that the concept might be just like well that's not dornish like oh you know because there are some people who are like no brief 100 <laughs> percent um, so I was worried about that kind of being a thing. And it's, um, I think it was, you know, talking to, to, to Arnel and, and you guys, but then, um, also House Zell. Uh, I had Andrew from House Zell, the head of House Zell. Um, it just like, oh, you know, this was out of character. Like we caught up and he was just like seeing like this, our house has a prop, like has kind of dubious relations with winter and is like, mm, yeah. we're very summer meeting morrigan and seeing how warm a winter mage can be is making my character think about a lot of other stuff going on with you know and and you know challenging those expectations and i'm like yes that's that's a great thing i think that that gives other players that i guess that's like a thing that connects it all right is i am a dungeon master i'm a writer i'm a designer in my normal life those things are like inherently bound into me now mm -hmm part of the thing i love to do at empire is give other characters game and also enhance and support other people's game give them cool things to think about give them interesting choices um and i think that doing that with morgan and, and again like playing on those expectations being somebody who can say i know you think you know what this is but i let me show you a, my viewpoint you might disagree but this is how i see it just gives the gives people that like oh oh that's kind of interesting okay um it's fun. It's fun to do that. Yeah. So, are we are we ever going to see um, Morrigan on the battlefield, Mark? Or... Yeah, it's something that I want to do. I mean, I love 
fighting and battling at Empire. I genuinely love it. But when I came back in and I knew I was going to be playing Morrigan, I said, I want to have a year because I had done it every year, like, you know, every event I'd gone to, yeah. I would go out to battle when I was incredibly hungover. I went to battle when it was incredibly hot and I refused to wear armor because I was like, it's too hot. If I die, I die. <laughs> and I went out in a shirt and trousers and I was just like, fuck it. I got, I got three so hit many... points base and about five unstoppables. <laughs> so that's, many people that's do enough. that. I yeah. do that monstering all the time. I think the first event I was like, oh, okay, we monster. I, I guess I'll put my chainmail back on. After that, I'm just like, no, I'm not having a, an armored monster ever again. I'm just going to go out I in a shirt. My I, I wanted... just last because they were black. And yeah. It was too hot. It was too hot. But it's like when you're playing, especially when I'm doing monstering as well, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like have loads of hits so that the players are just wailing on me for 20 minutes i want to go in maybe hit a couple of people go drop dead <laughs> so i can sit there go sit and respawn for 20 minutes and be like <sighs> and then go back in. <laughs> like i don't want to be sat there forever um but yeah like i i so yeah i did a lot of battling and i've mm. tried loads of different styles you know i fought with loads of different weapons and i love it i love it in loads of different forms but coming back in part of the like i want to be more immersed i want to really get to know this character i want to role play more battling takes a big chunk out of your days especially on the, the last day on the sunday so i was like i'm gonna do a no year no battling basically a yeah. minimum of a year with no no battling okay. um now that i'm coming back in and also the other thing as well is i knew that i was going to potentially be the only member of my house um you know that's not not the case anymore but now i'm also the main sort of senior leader of my house and if i die one of my new players who doesn't really know what's going on might have to be the enchanter or the enchantress. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. So there's this kind of like big thing of like, if Morrigan dies, it, it's kind of like, I, it would. there's a lot of other issues to concern myself with yeah. beyond just the character death. Um, but I do want to get back to it. And I really want to look, at, I, I want to kind of get either stuck into like battle mage stuff like coming in like a proper sorceress and like paralyzing and, you know, doing all sorts of horrible, nasty stuff. Oh. Um, or the other one, and Robin and I, I think we briefly talked about this idea as well is like, I've got a ton of armor and things like that. Um, and come back in with like a, you know, come back in as like a black, you know, lady, lady black knight kind of uh, vibes. Yeah. Um, kind of coming <laughs> into the battlefield. But what I think I've done now, I think it's more than likely that if Morrigan goes to battle, it will be as some sort of mage because I have my next character planned. Uh, and uh, he, he is going to be a proper like armor-wearing fighty, fighty man again. So Yeah, but I mean, yeah. yeah it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be just so epic to see like Morrigan, someone who, who you think is, is maybe non-combat, and then, go, yeah. then one day goes, right, let's... let's... Listen, there's, there's a winter ritual uh, which basically turns a mage's staff into a scythe that can call him pale, and I want to get that and just get topped up on mana and just watch as all of these orc skirmishes are like, get the mages, and they run up, and I'm just like, impale, impale, <laughs> like, and I'm just Oosh. swinging my staff around like a scythe and just being a badass. <laughs> I, I want that to happen one day. Yeah. I'm sitting here being like, oh, no, it'll be fine. Let's go to battle. Aranel will protect you. And you're saying that, I'm like, you can protect Aranel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will definitely need the, the protection. I'll have like three hit points and like nothing to protect me. So you just need to like stand in the way of yeah. the, the blows for me. <laughs> I am. I will be your shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a couple now because my friend, uh, my friend Sue, who was in uh, Ashen Hall with me, um, her character sadly died at uh, the beginning of this year. Um, again, a character that she was really kind to, but she was like, you know what? I kind of feel the same as you. I've done that character. I've played that character. I want to try something new. I want to go and do something new. 
Um, and her partner was off doing um, NPC crew stuff. So she was kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to try something new. And she's always like, as soon as I revealed the design for Morrigan, she was just like, I love it so much. I love this just whole look. I love your house. I love everything yeah. about it. And so I said to her, I was like, well, you know, obviously I know that you've got friends in Wintermark and, you probably, and you've got friends everywhere. But if you do want to come and join us, you'd be more than welcome. Mm -hmm. And so she's now joined us. And I think she's only done like half an event as that character now. Um, but it means that Aranel has like a battle sister, uh, Serenthe. So Susan plays Serenthe. She's like a Naga. So she's only been around Mortaire for about half an, uh, half an event. But it mm -hmm. means that Aranel's going to come in and potentially you're going to have uh, a battle sister to go into fighting with. So um, yeah, I was, Morgan, I was, Morgan was kind of counting on having some, um, some, some, some fighty people from House yeah. Mortaire. We by the way, counting we, on we need them because we're, we've got the starts of a lance as well. By the way. <laughs> so, oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> we, well, I think we've... Uh, Right now, House Mortera is like mainly healers. <laughs> it's like everybody's either the, a healer or an alchemist. Yeah. Especially if so I'm in charge, we, we need. <laughs> yeah. We so. really need healers in this lamps. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, I think House Mortera can provide, but I think it's probably going to be uh, because I want to be able to get like Battle Mage and I need like XP and stuff like that. So it's, it's probably like maybe the last two events of this year I will start coming to battle, but. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely want to definitely want to get back into it at some point. Yeah, I miss I it. Yeah, I had an inkling of that, that that would those were the reasons why you you hadn't you know you wanted to explore that uh, with Morrigan, but it just it sounded like your your last character was quite fighting. I just wondered oh, whether you missed God. it or not. So much. Uh, yeah, and I do, and I do miss it. I mean, like my previous character Sigvold. This was um, before you guys joined, but they did this great tournament, uh, the summer college tournament. I think we did it in Dawn this year uh, with yeah, yeah, all yeah. the battle mages. Mm -hmm. The one they the time they did it before it was just any fighters teams of three. Um, and it was great because it was all the Summer Eternals pick champions. And, uh, you know, you had the Alienaris team, all Dornish. I think they were all from Dorondel and Orzel. Like they were like a proper powerhouse team. You know, oh, you yeah. had like everybody kind of coming in. <laughs> you and want, then, you um, characters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And then the, the Summer Eternal that Sigvald was like, doing all these crazy adventures for Rhianos, which is the the eternal of adventure, basically, then like was such a big part of that character's thing and um, was chosen as a champion for that. But it was the only team that had champions from all all different nations. So it was like a little D&D &D party. We had like Vito from the Brass Coast as like the warrior with a massive oh, shield and axe and armor. Nice. Then you had uh, Maximilian, who was from Dawn, who was like a battle mage, you know, proper glorious, like blonde flowing hair, kind of glorious looking Beautiful. mage. And then you had nathan drake the viking rogue basically kind of like with with dual swords because i was an ambi fighter um yes. coming in and we were like and everybody when we walked in everybody was like kind of laughing at us because everybody else was like full clank <laughs> pole arms you know they were like ready to go and there's like a guy in battle mage armor me in like leathers with like two swords they were like no way and it was one of the coolest things I have ever done. It was like a proper really? spectacle. It was like WWE because it was like an all you can, it was like all against each other, but people were teaming up. People were like backstabbing each other. And we were the underdog a hundred percent. Everybody was like, they're going out first. And we, me and Vito had done a lot of fighting. Poor Maximilian basically got dropped in like the first encounter, but he was like amazing about it. He had like his arm cleave. And so he was running around and he got me to feed him a potion. So he got his arm back and then he was using his, and then just immediately got dropped again. It was kind of funny, but it got down to just like me and Vito. And we just had done a lot of fighting. We knew how to fight well as a team. We'd done a lot of fighting together and we lost it. And it was us versus Orzel and Durandal in this final battle. It was like, it was them versus us. And they were like at the point where like they had been like really stocked up on potions and magic items and they were like we're getting pretty like this is like we're they they might win and like it got pretty close <laughs> really and uh there was a great moment where i think it was me 
and then one of the the derondals and he had like a sword and shield and i'm there with my two ambies and it was just like uh we were just parrying it was like neither of us could land a hit like he would go strike me and i'd be parrying but i'd be trying to strike he'd be getting the shield and it, we had that going for like a minute and it was like back and forth back and forth the crowd are going nuts vito's like holding the other two off with this massive shield and eventually we get taken down but it was like the first time in my life i was like i feel like a dnd character i feel yes. like I am like, you know, it was, I don't know, it just kind of got into this flow of movement. And there's a great shot of me like literally jump striking to like get a hit in. Like I'm like, bam, kind of like thing leaping to the side. And it just is this super cool action shot. And it was just that, that was, I was like, that's why I fucking love like the lot, the combat in lot, because it's yeah. the closest I'm ever going to get to stuff like that. Or like being surrounded by like 200 orcs and you're just like, Let's fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah it's it's um, yeah. I don't think you can get that anywhere else. Can you not even like un unless you know un unless video games make like a massive stride forward in like in VR, VR or something? Stuff, you just, yeah, there's exactly. No way you can get that immersion even from like no. the best role play video games. Yeah. No way. And and I always say it like whenever I talk about LARP because uh, inevitably with the kind of crew that I hang out with, they're all like nerds and creators and video gamers. Like if we are at the pub somebody will be like oh have you got any LARP plan this year and i'll be like yeah i'm going to it and then they'll start asking questions right and i go into my pitch of like oh you, you want to give it a go <laughs> um but we talk and i end up talking about the combat and i said like it's weird like because people have seen videos of LARP combat or they've seen the memes of like lightning bolt and stuff yeah, like that and slappy yeah. swords and stuff yeah. and i'm like the thing is is like you when you're looking at it from the outside it probably does look a bit silly mm. but when you're there in the moment and you're surrounded and you're there's like 400 armored everybody's in like, like armor stood in lines like you know you're in an army and then you're facing off against five thousand orcs and they've got yeah. the full mask the full armor they're all with their weapons and then you get into that melee you don't hear the little squeaky latex noises you don't know you don't really notice that like it's people shouting words and like you're falling down yeah. or you're keeping a track of hit points in your head and stuff like you don't notice any of that stuff because in that moment what you're in is you're in a battle and you're fighting for your life and you can hear everyone shouting and calling for medics and the orcs are yelling at you and you're trying to parry blows that's the bit that you remember yeah um, and that's the feeling in it right yeah, yeah. And you get yeah. every stage of it as well. It's not just like, oh, you plug in, you plug in a video game, and we're going, oh, we're going to combat, and it's just the battle, and then you go back to the hub. It's like, yeah. no, you get that, you get, you get the get, the getting ready, putting your stuff on, going, oh, and then everyone's talking, being like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. This yeah. is going to be, oh, this is, I don't know how we're going to do this, and then you get yep. the walking to the gate, and then you get the muster, and yep. then you get the walking over the field, and you see the enemy in the trees, and you're like, oh, singing your war songs along yeah. with your 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 allies around you, getting like hyped up, ready to go. This experience it's just yeah. like honestly it's something that I'm always there's a lot of people that I've been you know trying to convince to come into LARP and a lot of them have, have said the same thing of oh I don't think I could, I could I could go fighting and I'm always like oh you don't have to but, but. please try it at least once because yeah. honestly I was a person who was a little bit nervous walking from like the 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 supermarket mm -hmm. to my car by myself before this mm -hmm. and the experience of running at a large mask person in armor with my swords and just screaming at them is mm -hmm. something that i don't think anything would give you that feeling. it's empowering it's it, it's very <laughs> it's empowering really it is. makes you realize that you're capable of a lot more right i always say to people like because i get a lot of people who say the exact same thing like oh, i'm not sure if i'd want to do the fighting and i say I, I would say go and be a monster. 
because it doesn't matter. You can get knocked down. And if you get bored or tired, or if you don't like it, you can leave. That's totally fine. You're not locked into it. Um, my partner, Nina, she's not really a role player. She doesn't come to up anymore, but she came along to kind of give it a go and hang out and see people. Yeah. And she was exactly, she was like, I'm not going to do the fighting. I was like, well, do you want to come, do you want to do the monster and like be an orc? And she was like, yeah, maybe that kind of sounds kind of fun. I was like, cool. I gave her my spear, right? I have a big stab safe spear. I gave that cause she's little, she's a lot shorter than me. I was like, you're going to need some reach. You take this. So she took this spear. She didn't even wear the armor because they didn't have any that would actually fit her because it was all too big. So she just went in yeah. there with an orc mask and like a black cloak, black tunic on. And she came out of it and she was like, that was one of the most fun things I've ever done. And she was just basically, and she got pro like, she never role plays. She doesn't do any of the role playing. And it like, she's there going like, come on, then, then. And she's doing like a silly orc voice and stuff. <laughs> and she's like in between the orc's legs whacking the spear around hitting the legs of all like the dornish knights and stuff and they they can't get her because she's behind some big lad with a shield and she was just like it was the most fun thing i felt super kind of it just didn't you know it just had that feeling of like being a, a load of fun and that made and and everybody else i know who have gone done it they do monstering first and then that kind of gives them the confidence next yeah. time to be like maybe i could do a battle like maybe i can go to battle on my main character and stuff yeah yeah i, I can't i can't imagine. i don't think i've ever spoken to anyone that that doesn't like uh, most people I speak to who who LARP who don't go onto the battlefield just go oh I I don't go on because I'm, I'm like I have a health issues yeah, health or... issues or I've got yeah too I'm too busy in the game to actually go out and do it or mm -hmm. you know but I, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone to be like oh yeah I, I don't I don't do it because I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and even if they did, it's like, that's totally fair enough, right? Like, it's like, a, you know, there's some people, it might be very stressful, it might be anxiety-ridden and stuff like that. But I think that there's almost a part of it because you have a purpose as well. Like, if you're going to, you know, maybe you don't want to be in the front lines, you want to be a healer. You still have some of that tension. You still have some of that exhilaration and that excitement, but you're at a sort of distance to it all. Like, you're, you're worried about it because you can see, like, we're going to have to deal with that. Or those orcs are getting close. We might have to run away. You still have some of that tension and that excitement the without healers. necessarily the... <laughs> healers are the bravest ones, I tell you on that. I know you weren't in that that, that mm. Sunday scrap, Mark, but honestly, like, we, we had, like, a load of healers. Uh, just a, a load of them. And it's just, like, well, they, we, we were being kind of in circle, but I'm like... We're, we're in armor and we've got shields like behind us there's just a load of unarmed people that are just healing you know yeah. just like if this goes wrong we're it all we're so all done for old. it's because like they're just so focused right they're like yeah. we've got five people down i've got to get these people up they they don't see what's going on what you can see they're not they're just seeing triage right they're like i gotta get this guy up i gotta get this guy up you know like usually they're a bit further back but in that battle they could they, it wasn't possible for them to be any further back mm -hmm. and yeah i think it was maybe the fifth or the sixth time that godric went down and had to get healed that <laughs> we tracked him back over and it got to a point where i was like oh the line is actually now Count, a countable number of meters away from yeah. from these healers and i was like okay i'm in full heavy armor i'm just gonna like position my body over this healer because i can take it yeah and they have got no armor on and they're trying to heal a load of donish knights and we kind of need them up yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it, it's just one of those wonderful things of like i think that like again like you said you there's no other experience like it and no matter what role you're in like you're never going to get that experience anywhere really else so. no no it's, it, it uh, also like you were saying like you know when you know as, as morrigan you came up oh that they, they should be coming back by now that's one of my other favorite immersive parts of the battles is coming back home to anvil having people that 
stayed mm-hmm. home, you know, because then they're like, oh, and they're, they're concerned and they're like, what happened? What this? What's that? So it's not just like, a, oh, yeah, we went out and we did a bit of paintball and we came back and that's kind of it. It's <laughs> you come back and you're like, oh, and then you get to role play out what happened in the battle. And there's yeah. there's a hospital <laughs> going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it was it. I forgot about that moment, actually, because um, Godric had a really really scary injury and has to go to hospital but we, we carried on the role play back to dawn so he's got his arm over my shoulders and he's kind of walking like that and I've, i'm holding him as we're walking through and a few people gave us a look and i didn't, didn't realize what the look actually meant i was just like like, like shaking my head like <laughs> silly god <Rick."> <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like he's dead he's, he's dying he's dying like, oh today god, he's dead yeah. he's dead he's dead yeah. he's dead yeah. i'm like <laughs> so funny yeah. yeah it's a great moment and i think that's the thing is it's about creating moments right that's mm. the the real secret to larp is like creating those moments like that um when you have like something happens in the game that gives you something to talk about or gives you something to like react to that yeah. that's my favorite shit i love yeah stuff. even if it's stressful at the time yeah um yeah but no more responsibility that's one thing i'm like yeah so no you, more yeah because you, you had a hat didn't you you had a hat from like you e- e- one, I, I right. was I was you know the wonderful uh the wonderful folks um in house oh, my lot brain is completely gone. Nope. What, what, gone. Type, what type of house? What Dornish house? Red and black. Uh, Ramis. Ramis. Thank you, House Ramis. My brain just completely went there. House Ramis, you know, gotcha. they, it was so funny speaking to them afterwards and speaking to them out of character because they literally saw Morrigan and were like. Make, we will make them our friend <laughs> they were like become friends um and so they were wonderful to like help me get this hat like which is kind of like a ceremonial hat but i you know maybe empire maybe pd want to do more with it in the future um but i wasn't expecting it because my genuine thought was like i'm going to be on my own for this year i'm not going to have you know i'm just going to be getting to know everybody this is a new nation i don't know anybody last thing i bloody expected was to get given this this you know position um I'm glad that they gave that to me and I'm ever so grateful for it because it's created some great game and I've gotten to see yeah, parts yeah. of the game I didn't know. I am very happy to be passing that torch on <laughs> at E1 because it's just, again, I'm like, you know what? I've re- And I'm glad I had the opportunity. I'm glad I tried it. This is not for me. I, yeah. I know where my level of comfort with responsibility is. And I think like when I go to Empire, I'm like, I do not want responsibility. I just want to, I yeah. want vibes. I want vibes and chill. Yeah. And that's all I'm looking for. And is, so. is that more so like, is that on the field? Or is that more like, because yeah, because when you do have those hats, like in downtime, people want to speak oh, to yeah. you, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. I had like people wanting, like sending letters, which I love. I love doing like icy letters and making plans and, t- and talking about things going forward. Um, It's honestly, for me, it's like the stuff in the field. It's when you like, I think it was like E2 and E3 um, when I had the night protector role and it would be like time in, like it's literally one minute past five and somebody would be outside my tent as i'm still like putting my wig on and somebody's like is lady morrigan there we um we need we need the night protector for something and i'd be like i've literally not had any time to like get in and i'm like i'll be there in a minute thank you and, it's just, and then you come out uh and it's like and it's go it's like oh yeah uh there's these three death knights that are arriving and we need to go and meet them now and i'm like okay <laughs> like, like and it's and then it's just that immediate kind of pressure because for me i don't ever want to my biggest fear because i love giving game to people is my biggest fear is taking game away or ruining game for somebody else I like if that. i yeah. cock up and i make a mistake or if i do the wrong thing and that's gonna interrupt or ruin or affect somebody else's game 
that's just i i get too anxious about it yeah. i'm like and i'm sure that those people are like no it, it, that's fine it creates more game but i'm like i don't want that especially that's if you're much. struggling to be 100 percent invested in this you know especially if you're like oh crap yeah. i haven't actually organized to do that or i'm supposed to do that this this event and i totally forgot you know yeah I, yeah i mean that's the other thing right is like you middle you mix it in with like my add and like all of my other stuff where like i forget stuff all the time and like you know i'll come in and be like oh god that person wanted to, what was their name again like Oh, it's just it's it's a lot for me yeah. and that's just my personal take on it like and i'm glad what i want to see more of is more passing of roles and titles and things like that because yeah. i think that like you know giving people a chance to try it and see if they like it is is such a, a key thing because now i know like i was thinking about it i had some you know people talking to me about like oh you know i think morrigan would make a really good senator and i was like oh maybe i hadn't really thought about it now i know absolutely not <laughs> like, i'm like no <laughs> Um, I'm enjoying being a coven leader. That's kind of okay. Cause I, I feel like that's like being a theater director and like, I'm like making little plays and that's really fun. I like that. That's not yeah. too much responsibility. So how but... the covens work? They're like, this like the magic game, right? So it's, yeah, it's basically yeah. like your little magic, your little magic gang. Um, <laughs> and if you have a coven, you can do more powerful rituals because rituals are all about like, you've got to increase the magnitude of, you know, each ritual has a different level of power that it yeah. requires to cast. Yeah. And it's very difficult as a solo player to hit big numbers. You can do it. I know a couple of players who can get crazy, like individual ma magic power magnitude. But uh, in general, you have to have a coven. And then the more of you together, you will kind of contribute your, your magical skill together and you can co do cooler, uh, awesome rituals. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna kind of got to group up to do stuff yeah um, and that's fun because like rituals also involve like performance right you have to normally do like i think it's between two and ten minutes most rituals are two minutes some of them are a bit longer excuse me some of them are about two to ten minutes you know it varies um but you actually do a performance you have to like do a thing and like for some folks that's just reading off like a kind of pre-prepared speech or you know doing playing some music or doing something like that um, but for me, that's, you know, being a theater kid and coming from like, you know, doing like stage shows and stuff like that and, and presenting and performing. That's 100 percent my jam. I love that yeah. stuff. So yeah. you, that's actually the fun bit. Yeah. Do, do, do you prepare? Because I've, I've witnessed some rituals and been a part of some rituals. And, mm. and sometimes yeah. people just people come off with this stuff and you're just like. There's no way that there's no way that's like improv. Know, <laughs> surely, it's, surely it's, not. it's amazing what some people can do. We've only done we've done one ritual so far because mm -hmm. um, we only really formed the coven just before E4. But we did um, Whispers Through the Black Gate, which is basically yeah. a ritual to call a soul back to Anvil temporarily. It's like an echo of their soul, yeah. supposedly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of theoretical yeah. stuff that the Empire Law people will be like, technically it's this. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, call ghost to have a chat yes. uh, is the base of the ritual. And we did it for a, yeah. um, some some Wintermark characters, friends of ours, is in fact my my friend Sue and Steve, their characters, to come by to basically come back and say goodbye because they didn't get a chance to. They died in the battlefield. They didn't get to say goodbye to everybody. So we and that's like such a house mortar ritual. It's just like, yep, absolutely necromancy, but kind of nice necromancy. Um, yeah. so like, uh, we did this ritual to bring them back and it was really fun. We did prep a little bit of it. There's a little bit of improv involved. Um, but it was, uh, we tied it very much into like the beliefs of the house and winter magic and stuff like that. And it was really cool. Uh, people, people seem to like it. It's definitely something I want to get better at. We've only done the one, but it's definitely something I want to try and do more of. Plus uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there, there was, there was some, yeah, some rituals like, Oh my God, that, you know, the, 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 the role play and the merge is spot on, but then they're like, Oh yeah, this is like, I've done like 30 rituals. This, <laughs> this event. <laughs> just like oh well I mean, you're practice then yeah. oh man that and that's the thing is like i'm always in awe like there are there are people at empire who like do the magic game right and i think that there are two very different approaches to it 
Um, I'm very much in the camp of like, I'm here to do magic and like do drama and do crazy cool things that are going to have an effect on the world. And then you have the Excelomancers who are like, I have calculated the exact perfect ratio. We need five people to do, uh, to be participants in this because it's the most cost effective way. And it's going to give us the most ma- uh, military power to, the, to this army in this location, which is going to do this. Uh, we need, and then they, and it's like that. And I'm like, I am in awe of that ability because that is so far. I'm like, no, I'm here to be a showman. <laughs> like, that's what I'm there to do. Yeah. Um, but there are people who have got that stuff locked down. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I think I think we've definitely experienced both, I would say, actually. Yeah. We have definitely experienced um, only a few. I, I, we, we kind of um, got to see, like, a few rituals. We got to watch some. We got to be part of some. And I think that really um, next, next year, this year, next year whatever um i think that's going to be something that would be really cool to be a bit more bit part of and to well, actually you don't get a choice more. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know robin with the decisions that you have made as your character you ain't getting a choice like i don't care that you do your if your magic can do character whether your character can do magic or not you're being in these rituals to help us do stuff so um, yes my lady yeah that's a correct answer correct answer uh, I mean, technically, once you're a noble, you can technically not, you don't have to do what I tell you, but. Uh, <laughs> but Always I still, do what Lady yeah, Morgan tells exactly. <laughs> it, oh, You know, it's so wonderful and so sweet. I don't know how this has happened. I genuinely think Morrigan has become more of an iconic character than Sigvald was. And really does have like some, some fanboys and fangirls, which I, I love, I think is amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robin looking good. Robin. <laughs> um and really? it's just yeah it's i just honestly i i never expected i was just like but uh, yeah people have like come up and said like oh my god like we can see you a mile away and people are like people are like oh that's the that's the dornish necromancer lady and stuff like that i'm like oh christ that's like a hundred percent what i wanted so i'm super pleased with that but it's yeah. just amazing my favorite thing is um one of the rusty compass um i can't remember which one oh, what's his name can't remember but one of the rusty compass uh they are playing up that they are like absolutely in love with morrigan <laughs> like and, and his name's he's messaged me on like he's messaged me out okay, to say hey yeah. i just want to check is this okay i don't want to make you uncomfortable but like anytime he sees me he is just like oh morning and he comes over and he like gives me gifts and he's just like constantly playing and it's so much fun to like play along with that and sort of like kind of like and like i'll tease like every, him around everybody else and stuff like that and it's just it's just a ton of fun to do and like, it's just such a fun reaction to that character um that's just i love it i love it so yeah, much yeah yeah what what you what you're playing so if you're obviously if you're if you, want, if you want to get rid of the hat of what kind of plans in 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 general what kind of plans have you got for a just more for the hat well, well luckily some somebody's told me that they want it yeah um yeah. and i'm gonna thoroughly support them in going for it yeah um the nice thing with the night protector role is it's kind of out of my hands as well because it's whoever wins the dornish tawny of e1 gets course, to elect yeah. the the night protector basically yeah. so it might just well be that another group get a better force and they they win the tournament right yeah. like that, that just might completely be out of my hands yeah. And then yeah. as long as, you know, they could, I guess they could technically, I don't know if they can elect me without my permission, but I, I don't know how that would work. But um, <laughs> you're like, no, I think, you can like, that would, I think I would they can like that. name someone. Um, yeah. From what I understand that they can name someone. Then I think you can like, you know, be like, uh, maybe I not. say, <laughs> I think you should name this person instead. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping. And I imagine that there would be no, no player at empire would like force, make some, somebody do something they didn't want to do. Um, 
but uh but you know it the, my my main thing is like i'm gonna still get a bunch of our allies and get a bunch of people together to fight on my behalf but on the understanding that i will pass the role to somebody i think should take it over yeah um and very much make the point of like i don't think any of us should should like yeah it's great if we get somebody who knows what they're doing and can do a good job in the role we also need to let people have chances to like you know do to have their you know uh, to try it for themselves yeah. right you know like yeah. i did like i was given that role nobody knew who i was i kind of want to do the same thing for other people yeah. so from my understanding i think i think the whole uh, hat thing is it seems to be changing because like from the flip like you were saying how busy you were with mm. it and from the flip side like trying to trying to go and speak to someone with a hat it's just like i need to go speak to this and trying to you end up wasting a lot of time actually yeah. <laughs> like going up yeah. and like i need to speak to this. they're like oh you should go speak to this general i'm like Okay, I'll go and try and speak. It's is this just... General in? No, I don't know where he no. is actually. I don't know where she's gone. Like, um, she f- might be over at the hub, or he might be over there. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll yeah. go over there. Yeah. Is this person here? No. Okay, no. All right, back to this. And yeah. then you finally find them, and they're like, oh yeah, well, well I just need to go here, and I'll, I'll catch you uh, uh, later on. You never see them I again. Just, it's too much. It's too yeah. much for me. Yeah. It's too much walking around. It's too much yeah. trying to do stuff. Like, I it's a funny story, and I should have really known that this would be my kind of jam anyway. My second character. Uh, which I only played for like one event. Um, I wanted to basically be like a magical PI at Empire. So like I made like a character who's going to be like um, a wizard detective and I was going to put little <laughs> adverts up like, need like, oh, I'll investigate crimes for you and I'll work too much walking. Like every, it would just be like, oh, uh, this person has got this thing going on. Right, go and speak to this person. Oh, they're not here. Uh, where are they? I uh, don't know. Go and find that. It was just, it was me walking around a field a whole day doing nothing and i was just like this isn't for me no. <laughs> i, I yeah. don't want to do this no no i, th- I think i think they are going to because i think it has like obviously ramped up i think the people with hats are so busy now because uh, we, we we did a yeah. uh thing for with navarre mm-hmm. called the all east garden it was the e2 yeah. um it mm. was it was really it was aimed at like newer players that didn't really know what else to do but basically they gave us like clues and you had to you know go and find the person and get them to give you the clue the thing was is they were all people with like they're all senators generals people people with hats and the problem was is that we went off and started doing it and especially on the friday everyone's in conclave in military council and yep it was just a lot of walking around i think i pulled you out of a meeting during this time (laughs) uh you possibly yeah i don't think you pulled me out of one but it was like i was doing a thing and you had to come and find me at this thing and like yeah yeah. and it's it's you know it's it you get it but it's at the same time it's like this is a lot of pressure i think it's a lot of pressure to put on somebody if they just want to go and have a good time right if somebody's like no i enjoy doing this all the power to them i hope that that's that's perfect but it is a lot of pressure i think and it's it's uh people kind of sometimes maybe forget that like they're like, oh, but I for my game, I need to speak to this general. And I'm like, yeah, well, that general isn't an NPC; they're a player. They've got sh- yes. stuff that they want to go and do, or maybe it's they're their like, weekend. yeah, yeah, it's their weekend as well. And yeah. so, you know, I think that there can sometimes be a bit of pressure on people. I, uh, my friend, um, I'm very close with uh, who plays the Archmage of Summer, mm-hmm. um, ex-Arc Luke, who's uh, the head of it, and um, just like ha- hearing from them, like some of the stuff that they talk about and some of the, some, sometimes how shirty people can get about like, well, I've been looking for you all day. I've got this very important thing that I need to do. And Luke has to be like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have my own shit to do. 
I, that I'm trying to do on my weekend <laughs> when, yeah. where I'm pretending to be a wizard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's people can easily forget that stuff. We get wrapped up in, in stuff going on. And I think it's uh, something to definitely keep in mind, but it's just, yeah. Pa- passing of the torches, I think is very important. Like yeah. give people a chance to try different stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I, I now know that that kind of position and responsibility isn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I want to give that to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so you want to have- I'd, yeah, why well, I, I almost I really like the idea for Morrigan of like being a person that people go to, but it's not it, it's always down like as a personal choice. It's like a kind of thing of like, oh, you want somebody to talk to about your grief or you want to talk to somebody who can help you with this thing that you're doing. Like absolutely come talk to Morrigan about that, but no pressure to do it because it is gonna hinge on something else happening. Right? Yeah, it's nice just to sit back and have the game be able to kind of wash over you a bit as well. I mean, that's one one thing that kind of steers me away from the big hats is like I, I wouldn't want to feel guilt if i couldn't make it to an event or something like that and if yeah, it's like oh absolutely. yeah you know writing you letters oh, and we need like this general yeah exactly that yeah, yeah. and i'm sure I, I know that they have like adjuncts and they have like seconds and things like that that can all help with that stuff and that's a good opportunity for them to step in and do things but from what i've seen it can get a bit like that of like yeah god i can't miss this event because i need to be there for this this and this and I'm like, man, this is like a, this is a field. This is a weekend in a field to have fun. And, and yeah, it's, be it's a, your holiday. You know, it's yeah, your you're paying to be there. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, for, for me as well, like Morrigan is someone whom I think um, I can see a lot of people going to, to speak to, but going to for just general advice as well. And I've noticed that. And I like, um, I, I don't know, just when you were speak, saying there about people just coming to find her and ask her about death and things. And I want to see a column and like the Donish Herald of like not maybe not like an agony ad but similar but for, for Morrigan's you know yeah. I, I, that's the kind of stuff <laughs> I questions Morrigan she'll, she'll put something there for you that is a hundred percent the kind of stuff I want to do right that's the kind of stuff where like I want to set up the house mortar tent to have like a little corner and it's like it's always open or it's like like the little porch that I have it's like if I'm there like office hours like Morrigan is in 10 p.m till 12 p.m you come and you sit down and you just have a chat or if you need to like, you know, just have somebody to talk to. Cause that's the kind of person that she is. Like she's very giving and she's very loving and wants to kind of be yeah. there for people, but not, it, not every, and this is like a common thing. It's very easy to get caught up in the drama of the big stuff, like the big battles, the big decisions, these big things going on in the life. My favorite stuff is talking to people about the small stuff. Like um, I know that you guys have um, had uh, mercy, like uh, you've chatted to like mercy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things was just having a real, very human, very normal conversation about love and romance and, and relationships and stuff outside of a conclave. And it was just off the cuff. It was just like, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. what do you think about this? And, and yeah. can I get your advice about this kind of thing? It's great, so f- great little moment, great yeah. little character time. So funny you say that. Cause when we spoke to Dave, he actually brought up that, the be- yeah the best moments aren't what's going on in the plot and we discussed that but the best moments are usually individual stories like when you go back and you're like oh what did i do this weekend you know but when when you get there you're like oh this is happening i'm like you're like oh i have no idea about what's happening with this what, what's happening in the barrens i don't know and you feel bad that you don't know what's going yeah. on but then when the weekend ends and you start telling stories and you're like oh the, the good stories aren't the the wider campaign it's those mm smaller interactions you know yeah the, the the big campaign stuff is what makes the small stuff kind of gives context to it right like the war itself none of it you know most of us aren't going to really know the details of what's going on or how important it is but it c- provides a backdrop of like well i'm going to go into this battle tomorrow 
and I know it's connected to this bigger thing. And then if that person dies in that battle, your character is now connected to this other thing in, in the same sense. Um, if you ever, I really hope that one thing, like I, I think that the other thing I would say to that is there are sometimes you get to do not necessarily plot, but there is some really fun stuff at Empire that only a handful of people really get to do because it's, you know, limited in the sense that the, you know, only so many people can go to these special little adventures or go to these, yeah. speak to these Eternals and things like that. That stuff, PD does it so bloody well oh, really? that when you get to go on that stuff, it is a absolute gem of a memory. Probably some of the favorite things I've ever done in Empire. Some of the most memorable, coolest stuff I ever did was playing Sigvald and uh, getting wrapped up into a series of like adventures and like things that were happening where I got to go to what they call the encounter tents, which are basically oh, like, yeah, yeah. you're talking like five to like six, you know, like three to six kind of other players with you in a, a really big scout tent that has been completely decorated by the PD team to be another location, right? Yeah. So you go through the Sentinel gate and you go to another place. Um, and some of that stuff, I really would love to see PD doing more of that specifically targeted at players who are new or aren't like don't have hats or you know are just you know doing other things because it was so friggin cool um and i got to take a bunch of players with me that had never done that stuff before as well and we it's just one of those memory things um i'll tell you a couple of them because sigvald's yeah. dead oh, yeah. it doesn't really matter now um <laughs> So the first one, it was all connected to this big plot with Highguard and Wintermark. And I won't go into these because I don't think this ever got revealed or resolved in the game. So yeah. it might still be a thing. Still be going on. But it involved basically uh, like a whole multi-part thing. I had to go to the, the Highguard Egregore and get like some specially sort of consecrated water from them. And then we went on an adventure. It was like a proper like get a team of like four or five of you. You're going to go on like a dungeon adventure basically. And we got taken to this encounter tent um, and it was quite funny, out of character on the way, the ref is like, just so you know, if you hear a bell ring, everybody takes a point of damage. And we were like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we get in there and all I knew going in, all the, the clues I'd been managed to find was like, you're going to go in and you've got to purify these remains with this water um, in order to appease this spirit. But it is trapped. It's full of traps. So we were like, okay, so we go in. They put you in the room and then they shut the, they close the scout door tent and it is pitch black in there, like pitch black, except for like they had a couple of uh, little LED lights to create like a greenish ghoulish glow, but they were yeah. hidden. So like you couldn't actually see them. It just created this very slight ambience. And they had filled it with like stone columns, like kind of like set movie set stone columns, a big sarcophagus. There was like um, all sorts of like debris and stuff all around the room, but it was completely pitch black. We really strongly see, and a couple of us had brought like lights and things like that. And I was like, okay, I think I can see some of the bones. You guys, and it was almost like there was like a little area at the front. And if you guys have ever seen something like the crystal maze, it kind of felt yeah. a bit like a crystal maze. Room. So there's like this little area at the front. And I said to the others, I was like, right, you two go over there, you two go here, keep an eye out. I'm going to go up and just in case anything happens, I'll go up and purify the bones. I can take you, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, cool, let's do that. I go to take a step forward, and my friend uh, Andrew, who's a very good friend of mine, we've been, he was one of the original national members. We've been really like, he's like, Sigvald, stop. And he like grabs me as I'm like taking a step forward. And then he points and we can just see like in a glint of his light, something glittering. And there was black string with silver bells crisscrossed around the whole tent. Oh, it's trapped. And I was like, it was, they were tripwires. And he was like, stop. And I was like, good call. 
like and then i'm like doing the you know uh entrapment uh catherine zeta jones like weaving through these trip wires <laughs> purifying these bones i get to the second set of bones and we hear like they play like this there must have been speakers because you hear yeah. this kind of like rushing of wind and the lid of the sarcophagus no, slides shit. open no. and a lady dressed like the one from the ring like oh, ring no, girl with like the no, black no, no, hair no, and like a no. white oh, suak yes. coat no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of comes out of it and i'm like pressed up against this thing and she can't see me like i'm out of her field of view like if she had like a cone of vision i'd be just out yeah. of it and so she starts speaking to the others, like warning them to like stay away. You need to leave. Um, and they're like, spirit, like we are, we are winter folk. Like we want to know your story. Like, why are you here? Why did you seal your tomb? And then she starts telling her story. Um, and as I pure, and then she would get angry that as soon as I would purify the next set of her remains, she would calm down. So like, I'm having to like move around, move around. And if I hit one of these things, she's going to know I'm there. So I'm like trying to maneuver around her and these trip wires and do all this stuff. Nice. And she reveals this whole thing to us. And then once it was all cleansed, she, her spirit dissipates and we could leave and, and, and go from there. Right one of the coolest things i've ever done That's amazing. and then i got to do a couple more like that in these like encounter tents yeah. uh, i think i can talk about this now a little bit it was basically a mat it was a heist and we actually went to a completely different net like foreign power and i'm not going to say who was involved because i'm pretty sure it was incredibly illegal um <laughs> right. but we had to go to like this foreign nation and we were trying to steal something very important oh from it. What? And it was like a full on like puzzle door. There was like multiple puzzles. We had like a giant hourglass and the, and the, the in character um, NPC that had like, you know, gotten us in was like, if this runs out, the guards will be here and you will probably be killed. You'll be captured and, and executed most That's... likely. No chance of being rescued. You will just be gone. So like we have this hourglass and we are trying to break into this vault and it was just a whole thing. Um, we got to a point where there was a door and it was sealed by a chain and we just could not figure out this lock. And me being the roguish kind of character, I like looked at the, the referee who's like watching us and I open up my satchel and I pull out basically an icy pair of wire clippers, like a forged set of wire clippers and like thieves tools. And I basically showed them to the ref and I went, mm? <laughs> he just kind of went, he just went, mm? he just kind of shrugged like, you do what you want. I was like, okay, snip, 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 open the door that way, the puzzle. <laughs> we got in and stuff like that. Um, and it was great. Like the set dressing, it really did look and feel like we were in this other, you know, foreign nation. Like everything was decorated. It had, it was so much work put into it. And there was these NPCs that were playing parts. It was genuinely amazing. Um, and I genuinely think that like, if more people can experience stuff like that, that's something I would love to see PD do more of, like have more options. Yeah, that, that sounds stuff. amazing. Well, that's just yeah. it. If you don't hear yeah, people telling those stories, you would never know that was going on. <laughs> Right. Because also like, and, and this is the problem with like so much of these like little plots that I was doing, you're told like, don't tell anybody about this. Like this, you have to keep this as a secret, like blah, blah, blah. You can't tell anybody that you're doing this. And it's like, like I want to tell people I'm doing it because it's so cool. <laughs> um, And like, and, and it's, you know, it's limited. It's like five, six people can do these things at a time. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it unfortunately quite as often the case is like you get players who have been there for a long time. They're invested in story or they're doing stuff. They get these opportunities. Well, they want to take the other people that have been working with them on well, it. Right. Yeah, so, enough. which is yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. Like, you know, they've, they've worked towards it, but it does mean that sometimes 
other people don't get to go on. Get yeah, on. I suppose that they're, they're kind of engrossed in a certain plot and they, they've yeah. been pulling at those threads for a long time. Like, oh, yeah, they deserve no, it, right? Yeah, exactly. I definitely want to go speak to this, you know, Eternal because we've done this and we've we've planned yeah. for this tournament, blah, blah, blah. It's, I, I suppose they'd have to come up with something something else for maybe newer players like so if they could i think like the little dungeons like the little adventures that i did that that i would love to see like because also so many people are coming into empire because they play D &D or they play like video games like getting to go on like that little trapped room encounter like and i know that um kitty from ilop she got to do a very similar thing with like they had like statues and they were people posing as statues and if they dig, if they triggered a trap, the statues would like chop them and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, doing that kind of adventure dungeoneering stuff. I'm like, yes, that's the kind of thing that would be perfect for newer players or players who aren't maybe connected to the plot. Yeah. But it's the question of how do you get that to them without more experienced players being able to also join in and yeah, exactly. It, you know? Maybe and obviously because there's a lot, of, there's a lot. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to logistically. I guess they couldn't do it for accommodate everyone. I guess maybe like a randomized player pack. Like if you've yeah, got... I mean that would be a good way of doing it yeah. and stuff like that. I mean the the nice thing as well is I think that the players who do have hats like Archmage Luke. Um, Luke was the one who got me involved in a lot of the Rhinos adventuring stuff yeah. um, and also would and, and they always did it in that like I will make a statement in Conclave to let people know what's going on or I will put something in like the IC newspapers to say I need people to come and do this and yeah. I do it on a whoever comes to me or people come up to me like people will go seek out Luke and say hey I really want to do this cool thing for this Rhinos Eternal they sound like a ton of fun can, can you help me do that? And Luke's like, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you get game. And I know like uh, the Winter Art Mage is very similar. Like if you've got something you want to do, you can go to them. I think uh, the big problem is just a lot of players don't know what they can do, right? They don't know what's possible. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the best things about us, like speaking to people on this podcast, actually, like it's people's experiences at Empire. And it, you're there in the same field, the same weekend. And yep. their experience is just wildly different, different from ours yeah. and everybody else's we had it's on, wild. you know? Yep. You know, some, some people are trying to, trying to you know, pass certain, like, religious laws. Other people are, like, double agents and they found themselves in precarious positions. Other people are just having a good time on the battlefield. It's like... You're... Some people are just running little tea shops, having a lovely time, just selling cakes and teas. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I love it. I love the fact that it is a truly, like, you can go out there and do some, you, you, if you want to make something happen, you can probably can. Yeah. And if you don't want something to happen, you don't have to. Like, yeah. you can just choose and pick what you want to do and, like, what you want to get involved in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 You, you don't have to give us any information on your on your next character idea, but are you, because you were in Wintermark for a, for a while, right? And then you, I was, yeah. Uh, then you moved to Dawn. Is, 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 is a oh, I'm staying in Dawn. You stay I'm in Dawn. Yeah, you knew what well, I was going to ask. Yeah. House Mortaire. You know, that House Mortaire yeah. is my baby. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to, you know, play in it. Um, I, but I want to come in. Uh, I will say my next character is still a noble. Mm -hmm. Like, I still want to, I'm going to come back in directly as a noble. I'm not going to start as a knight errant or a yo folk. Um, they will be exceptionally different to Morrigan. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, it's, I really want to have the moment. Um, and, and well, I, I might talk to Robin about it OOC, like out of the podcast and yeah. without you knowing, Oliver, because <laughs> it's the kind of thing of like, just so you know, this might happen. And all of the other members, well, actually, no, it, I don't think I will tell you about it because you're coming in. You're not an existing member of Mortaire. They all know my other character because I've told them like, this is a this is a, a person that the family knows about. They would know oh, who right. it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I that, that would type not. of thing. That type yeah. Of yeah. And I it's, it. uh, I really want to have that moment where, like, everybody's like, oh, God, Morrigan died. Oh, so sad. Really excited to see Mark's new character. And then they'll meet my new character and be like, I 
I cannot believe you played Morrigan. Like, how is this possible? How are you the same person? Yeah. Um, that's that's my hope that I'm, oh, gonna... I'm gonna be an absolute nightmare if Morrigan dies. So I'm gonna be like whoever comes in, I'm just gonna be like, you know, who well, are I, you? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I would probably I think that me and um Tom, who plays Killian Mortaire, Uncle Uncle Killian, um, we've talked about it. And if Morrigan dies, he'll probably become the Earl. Will probably be it. Like he's the mo- he's the uh, he came in with me. He's very experienced at Empire. He knows a lot about it. It makes sense that he would take over as Earl, yeah. which he hates the idea of. But I'm like, too bad. Like, hey, you better make sure Morgan doesn't die then. So, um, but like, yeah, I'm, he's like, yeah, no, it makes sense. I was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> so, I don't know if they told you we had a really funny moment at the E4 battle. Oh, nice. Just before we went in, yeah. Um, he came over just to wish us good luck. And we were right by the Sentinel Gate because it's us. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, go on, Robin. Uh, we were like, it was like, you know, it's, he was like, oh, yes, good luck and everything. And just speaking away. And then we started moving through and he was like, oh, oh, I <laughs> got got swept up in it. <laughs> It basically turned into C three PO. Yes, C three PO game like dragged in with the battle droids. Oh Oh, Oh, dear! I am so glad. It was so funny because, like I said, I. I was originally going to be just on my completely on my own with Mario. How House Monteiro was going to be me. That's it. Yeah. And then um, Tom and it's funny you guys talk about cosplay because Tom is also has a mutual friend of ours. I'm not going to say any names, but has a mutual friend of ours as well. And uh, they were they knew each other very well. And uh, I had gone back to an old anime con, very small anime con in Southampton that me and Tom and, and a bunch of others used to go to all the time. And after I I hadn't gone for years, but we just I went. You know, at the start of the year, just before um, last year, at the start of last year, I was like, yeah, let's go along. Let's see everyone catch up. It'll be nice. We went along and and Tom, who plays Killian, was there. And um, he, we just started talking about Empire because he used to go a long time ago. He hadn't gone for a while. And he was like, oh, are you still doing Empire? Like, what are you doing? What's your character? And I was like, oh, well, actually... I was, I'm, I'm going to be making a new character. I'm going to Dawn. This is my character idea. It's kind of like a Dawnish Adams family. Um, you know, and, and I could see it immediately. <laughs> like a little light in his eyes. He was like, oh, do you know what I would do? I was like, what would you do, Tom? What kind of character would you be? He was like, I'd want to be like an Uncle Fester, kind of like maybe like a big friar kind of character. I was like, yeah, would you, yeah, would you like to do that? Oh, yeah, I didn't get to do much of the religion game last time. Like, it'd be nice to have like more RP focused character. Well, would it, would it, Tom? Would it be nice to be another? Oh, well, you could always come along with me if you like. And then it was just like, I had him. It was like my hooks were in. I just dragged him in, but it was great because I was suddenly not on my own. And like, I, I, I think there would have been a very different experience if I had completely been on my own, but having him there and he's such a lovely guy, he's such a friendly, he's great at talking to people, which is like my big thing. I can't approach cold approach people. I'm really bad at like just seeing somebody and walking up and saying, hi, nah. I get like nah. the social anxiety for that. No, it's true. It's like, I, you get me talking. I'm perfectly fine. You put me on a stage. I'm perfectly fine tell me to go up and talk to somebody that i've never met before can't do it it's the i hate it um but he's great at that he'll just walk up and be like hello my name is killian nice to <laughs> meet you and I'm like, he, he came out just like oh i got this sword <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Like, oh okay. no i've got this cursed sword here would you like to hold it <laughs> yeah exactly sure. he's, he's killian was like a great part of, of our like um our entire test and everything he, he, he got he, dragged he into it oh so, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing car. he loves it he, he was so glad like when we found out about aronel's testament and stuff he was like yeah like he was really happy like he's just <laughs> a great guy and uh it's been great and then it's the other the nice thing from that is mortez grown not from people that i already knew larping like i've had uh we've had two three nearly four i think four people now who are brand new who'd never gone to larp and then when they heard about the house and they knew what we were doing have asked to come along 
two of them are flying in from overseas to come along like for the events um and that's been really nice like introducing them to everything but without having you know with this brand new because it's new for me technically as well because i'm in a new nation i'm playing this new character doing new things so it's been really fun yeah, yeah, we're kind of exploring that. Altogether. Yeah, we, we've had we've had other friends that have like started uh, started this year or last year and then gone. Oh, I'm going to start a group and it's and then they're very quickly they're like, oh, it's growing. It's it's, it's yeah. Now I've got lots quick. of lots of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly happy not being uh, not being any type of earl anytime no. soon. <laughs> doesn't doesn't take your fancy just yet. No, no. I think even when we're talking about hats and things like that, I think you're mm-hmm. talking about like you you know you you. Um, summer mage friend i like i like i would like to be yeah hat adjacent you know hat adjacent yeah <laughs> and a, a, you know an adjudicant or like a you know a second or something like that yeah, to yeah. help support but not the, all the responsibility exactly so if i need yeah. something if i need something done like i need to go and speak to someone i can just go oh i know i know that person i know this person yeah that's a good place to be it's yeah. a good place to be yeah yeah so you're not going to do a you're not going to tour of nations because there's there's a there's a few people that will obviously they'll lose a character and then they're just like oh no i'm off to this nation and now i'm off to this nation and now i'm off to this nation i definitely would like to try other nations again mm-hmm. in the future i want to spend some t- i love dawn i love the dawnish brief i love the feel of dawn i like the community that we have but i mean i definitely want to try and play other nations for sure like you know there's definitely been a few that i've always had an eye on i i, I think i would love the league um i think that i could do a very i think doing a high guard group could be a ton of fun as well because they've got a very strong brief um there's a ton of stuff i want to do marches if i want to ever want to just be like silly but kind of not silly like a marcher group would be a ton of fun we've joked about that quite a few times with uh some of my friends uh doing oh, yeah. a, a fun because there's nothing better than doing a nice west country accent oh, no. being no, around yeah, <laughs> you, do, you just drop Hello. into it as well yeah you know? <laughs> oh yeah proper marcher speak right that isn't it yeah it's lovely i live i live in bristol i hear it a lot so it's uh it's an easy one so, yeah it's easy a little bit a little bit more easy than the varushkin accent again yeah yeah but then varushka <laughs> like i've got loads of friends of varushka another one i'd love to try one day like i love yeah. their briefs so yeah well that was the other thing about having people on 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 here is that we, we've like oh yeah we'll branch out because we we had i think we had we had uh Jeffrey from Dawn, we had Jamie from Navarre, and then people were like, "Oh, you're gonna do all the nations?" And I'm like, "I, I guess." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know anyone in the nations," but and then we started having people on. That yes, yeah, so, sometimes when you start learning about, it, you're like, "Oh, actually, you know, we have met all these new friends just yeah. through them being in different nations yeah. and being like, hey, you know, I noticed you've not so this passionate nation, about their yeah. nation as well.' Like we were yeah. like, I think after we spoke to Kelly, I was like." Ooh, might be an imperial orc actually (laughs) i think with something like the imperial orcs as well like if you're playing an imperial orc you have to be super invested in it because that's a big commitment i feel like that's like you are committing to wearing like you know the mask and stuff like the weekend and i think you have to really love the brief and you have to love the character right well that's what was you you remind me of that when you were talking about morrigan how you like you had to you it was a definite like this is out character that's this is in character, this is out of character, because you have to do the whole preparation. I asked, I, think yeah. I asked Kelly that. I was like, also, like, when you want to be like, how difficult is it to be like, oh, I need an out character moment, mm-hmm. you know, but you're all in the mat, because I'm like, yeah. they're like, well, we're in the mass, we're in character. And then I was like, well, what about if you need an out of character moment? And they're like, well, we just go in the tent, Ollie. And I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I, I actually say this. I make this for like when I, you know, you reminded me with the whole Morrigan thing, when people catch me out of character as Morrigan, I'm not really this guy, like this person that's on the podcast right now, they're not really at Empire anymore. Like it's it's the sort of other side of me that is there even in the out of character moment because I can't drop. Like, because if I drop, I lose it again. You kind of almost lose the character a little bit. Yeah. So even in the out of character moments, 
I am still very much the other sort of much more hyper feminine part of myself. Um, so like it, it, people are sometimes like taken aback, like, Oh, are, are you still role-playing? I'm like, no, no, no. You know, it, it, it's an interesting thing because like, if I drop completely and I notice this when we travel back, like when I fully de-kit and I've got everything on, I'm ready to go home like people have come up to say goodbye to me and they're like, Oh, it's kind of weird. Cause it's just like, it's like goes from Oregon. to like, yeah, you're right. Fucking about to leave. Let's go. <laughs> it's just very sort of like complete change in personality. It's, it's, it's Robin uh, running over, running over to Morgan. She's like, Oh, Morgan. Oh, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and, uh, I don't blame. I don't. That's not what I said. No, no, but Pretty I wouldn't blame you. I, I wouldn't blame you if you did. Cause I feel that way. I'd be like, Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy oh, okay <laughs> he's all right i guess that's how i feel in daily life yeah yeah guys guys we're, we're over time we're over yeah time. no yeah. i was gonna say i do have to shoot uh, i've got some stuff to pop off i gotta go no and problem. do but thank you very yeah. much for joining us this has been this has been awesome. my pleasure it's been awesome you too you two have been wonderful to me at LARP. It's been great seeing you do the podcast and doing and doing more cool stuff as well. Um, so I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to uh, be part of it all. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much for Thank coming on. Much. And we'll say goodbye to the podcast, right? Bye, guys. Goodbye. Bye, podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to know where you can find Mark's content, the details will be down in the description. If you want to know where you can find us on other places on the internet, or if you want to get in contact with us, that is also down in the description. Also, if you like this video, consider following and subscribing so you know when a new episode is posted. Until then, you can go check out some of our other episodes we've done on LARP, cosplay, and TTRPGs. Until next time, though, we love you and stay safe.